Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the streets. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh yeah. So good to be back in studio. <laughs> Episode 79 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Go get them. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here in studio my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? Welcome back to the studio. I'm, yes, I'm over here setting up and looking for where I'm going to put the Zoom, <laughs> where I'm gonna put the zoom uh, uh Window on my Thank screen. God we're so done with that. Now shit. that I can see your face, your beautiful face, it's Aww. been a while. Happy, happy uh, Christmas, happy, happy New, New Year, Year. All yeah, that, all that shit, yeah. yeah. But look, hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome to 2022. Uh, once again, if you're a first timer or a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice and be kind and give us five. You know, we would do it for you. Don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports. Sports fans, go on over there and click on support, and you can become a subscriber for as low as 99 cents a month. New year, new you means you can help your boys out, throw us a little bit of coin, and uh, you know, every little bit helps. Do you like the show? Tell your friends, and they would tell their friends, and we can all be friends and talk about sports and movies and all types of ill shit with your boy Z. What's up, brother? How was the first week of 2022? It was cold as fuck, man. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. This ice out here is ridiculous, man. Oh my God. Um, it's been a great week, but as all great things come to an end, my vacation is coming to an end. I have actually, well, Monday I got to do remote, but um, it's coming to an end. I got to be back at the at the school. Um, I was busy. I cleaned out my closet, my walk-in closet, reorganized the home office to make it more uh, comfortable and productive. I was able to catch up on the uh, at the Blackhawks. Ca- caught a game at the Blackhawks game at the UC. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I finished. Uh, I binge-watched Billions, as I told you earlier off the air. Five seasons, 12 episodes. That's 60 hours of binging. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, hey, I haven't been out but all week. Whoa, hey, hey. <laughs> Watch duck, out. Duck. Watch out. Shit! Oh, this, you, you, tell, you mean to tell me the sky isn't falling? What the hell? Not yet, man. Not I got, yet. I got a, I got worried in here, man. I'm oh boy! Up. Oh boy! What about you? How how did you start off your 2022? Oh man, getting back to work. You know, I had I didn't have quite the vacation that you had, but I had a couple of you know like a five day little break there. Getting back, I feel like I've been fighting a cold since like Halloween. Oh boy! I, I feel good. Like I, I'll go through the, the the motions with my vitamin C and my NyQuil and all that stuff, and I'll be cool for like a week and a half. And all of a sudden, I was like, man, my throat's starting to hurt again. I get the sniffles again, and it just it rewinds and it keeps going over and over. But 
I look, I, I'm healthy enough to come out here and do the, do the thing. You know what I mean? I, I've been uh, hanging out at home. I've been on Xbox a lot, playing Horizon Five, Forza nice. Horizon Five, and th- it's cool because it's an open world game. You're, uh, it's in set in Mexico, huh. and you can get all types of different cars between modern and, and old cars. You know. I mean, you get points for just like driving off a cliff and seeing how far you can make your car fly and all that stuff. Cool. So it's 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 a lot of fun and it was free when I come with my Game Pass. So I mean, you know, like I said, getting back to work and I'm super excited because we just announced the release of Rush Pinball. Now, uh, if you're not familiar with the, the band, the band Rush, I mean, this is cult you know, following. Tom, yeah, Tom Sawyer. You know, uh, uh, watch the movie "I Love You, Man." Oh yes, that movie right there will give you a little slap bit of, in the bass. Slap in the bass, man. <laughs> slap in the bass. Yeah, so I'm, I'm super geeked about that. Shout out to John Borg on his newest release. Um, yeah, man, I'm just trying to take it easy, finish up some of these home improvement projects. You know, I'm glad. Like I said, I'm glad that we're in the studio again. The gruesome twosome back in action. Oh baby. boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it makes a huge difference. It, it makes a huge difference for for writing, for talking, for editing, everything. Yeah. It just makes a huge difference when we're back in the studio. Uh, it just feels like we're reunited. Reunited, <laughs> it feels. But look, hey, I, I think we've done a pretty good job of figuring out the Zoom thing too. I mean, I, yeah, I it was it was a struggle at first. At first, it was terrible. Oh my god! Back and forth. Sorry, and fans. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're we're good now. And look, it's 2022, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe you need a fresh start. So let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and RCN. Let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. Go get it right now this week we talk about the blackhawks skid skid marks right down i'm so sorry you had to go see that it was bad it was was bad. bad uh the bulls continuing their dominance uh the Matt Nagy era is coming to a close with another Thank loss. God. And don't forget, it's part four of our head coaching search. And this week, we talk about former Bear Jim Harbaugh, who we've been hearing a lot about this week. And all that, plus stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z and you're not. Nope. Now for today's stories. Man, I got a, I got some doozies for you. Yes, yeah, that's an old term there for doozies. you. That's right. Two Chicago Blackhawk players' cars were reportedly stolen from a valet while they were eating dinner. <laughs> yeah, Chicago. Just put your head down, man. Just put Welcome your head to down. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Great food, but your car gets stolen. Uh, two Chicago Blackhawks players were uh, cars were, were reportedly stolen while they were dining in the city last month. Caleb Jones and Connor Murphy were eating at an establishment a short distance from United Center, the Blackhawks' home arena. Or this happened around 8 p.m. at a local time on December 29th when thieves allegedly stole the car keys from the valet. 
Uh, this is according to TMZ. The Thieves got away with Jones' 2021 Jeep, Track Hawk, and Murphy's 2017 Porsche Panamera. Okay. I don't even know what a Porsche Panamera is, but I'm pretty sure it's expensive. When I find that in the Forza game, I'll let you know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a rep for the players and the Chicago Police did not immediately respond to people's requests for the comment prior to publication. According to CWB Chicago, who did not identify the names of the vehicle's owners, uh, through, reported, uh, through reported they were Blackhawks players. The valet targeted in the attack told police that he was confronted by two men at the valet stand on the night of the incident. The thieves reportedly displayed a handgun and demanded the victim to open the lockbox where keys were stored. Police eventually located the tra- uh, Trackhawk abandoned in Pilsen, in the Pilsen neighborhood around 9.15 the same evening per report. At nearly the same time, Chicago police used a license plate reader to locate the Porsche, which was on the back of a tow truck in Bronzeville. Jesus. I, what the hell, Chicago? Hey, look, uh, We've been noticing more and more and more recently that uh, these thieves do not care. It, it's broad daylight. It's just no, coming out. They're no. targeting everyone. And, you know, it's it's sad because just like any town, just like any big city, um, you always have your high crime neighborhoods and, right. and that's whatever. But, I mean, it's getting to it, the it, point where it's citywide. There, there is no you, you're not safe from crime anywhere. These no. thieves do not care. They're up and down the Mag Mile, smashing up the Burberry store, smashing up everything yeah. down there, taking everything that they can. And I don't know wh- where this stuff is getting resold. I mean, cars are cars. You know, there's always going to be car thieves. That's never going to stop. But, I mean, this is crazy. This is getting completely out of hand. And, and you know, you got the mayor fighting with the CBD and fighting with the CTU. And, you know. She's CBD making a lot of enemies. She's making a lot of enemies. And, you know, it, look, it, uh, you can say whatever you want about the mayor. And this is, I will tell you, when you look at everything that's gone on in the past, like, two years, mm-hmm. this mayor has has had to deal with more crap than any other mayor. And, and, and you can talk about daily. You can talk about look at the the span the time span you're talking about a COVID 19 pandemic you're talking mm-hmm. about how many strikes by the by the ctu against cps look at uh everything that's going on with the crime rate in chicago the murder rate in chicago 2021 had the highest murder rate in years and years and years and it eclipsed 2020 uh 2020 yeah considering the fact that everyone was supposed to stay home yeah and what the hell's cr- going on why are you out why are you out committing crimes if you're supposed to be home right so i mean this is this is just wild right there so you know chicago take care of yourselves be safe and uh you know hey i mean the good, back. the good thing is that these guys were eating dinner yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean you obviously if you ever had your car told you're like oh my god where's my car and yeah but the but valet to, had the valet they gave the keys to the valet right so you know what the guys were safe Again, their their vehicles, their their objects that can be replaced, and these yeah. guys were safe. So that's the biggest thing. Quick note, just to piggyback off this, Mike, Mike Logic, yes, Mike yes. Logic had his catalytic converter stolen for the second time yeah. within a month. As soon as he got his car back, they went. He back had to just him again. got it, and, and he's, he, he's not in the city. He's in like the splains. No, he's not in the city. And the second time wasn't even in front of his house. No, it was in some hotel yeah, parking yes, lot. Yes, in the parking lot. Yep. So that so obviously he has a he has a car that they're targeting for those, but I mean, you know, it, look, it's just it's it's crazy, and you like I said, you you hear about the stuff more immediately now with the with the internet, right? Um, you know, right. with TikTok, with everything like that. So it just you hear about it a lot quicker. But 
this is just a wild time and and i just hope look like i said chicago stay safe out there watch your back you know if, if you need to conceal carry do that you know you whatever go. you got there you go pepper spray put a knife in your pocket whatever yeah. you gotta do just watch your ass <laughs> I mean, well you can wash your ass too that too <laughs> wash it and watch it story number two ex-bull stacy king rips michael jordan's portrayal of scotty pippen in the last dance yeah, things here, are getting hairy. Here comes the tea. Here we go. It seems that Scottie Pippen isn't the only one who was upset about the way he was portrayed in The Last Dance, the popular 10-part documentary that was aired on ESPN in 2020. The former Bulls teammate Stacey King got his two cents about Pippen and Jordan while on the Low Podcast. Why is he on our podcast? What the hell, man? Come on, Stacy. All right. Uh, Stacy said, I thought that the documentary was really good for fans. It gave people in a downtime with COVID something to be happy about. Yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it opened up a new set of fans for the Bulls team back then. Most people recognized that Michael Jordan was good as their parents said he was. And he's still a good. Uh, I thought it was a little bit sensational, sensationalized, and I didn't like the way Scotty was portrayed in certain things. In the documentary, a lot of things Scotty didn't really pertain to the second repeat. Um, you know, the 1.8 seconds was when MJ retired. In my opinion, that really didn't need to be brought up into the last dance. It had nothing to do with that. I'm, I'm going to stop. I mean, there's more, but what do you think about that? All right. So, I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, take a sigh. Yeah. I mean, look, ho- hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me take. Uh, yeah, pop it open. Let me, let me take care of some business real quick. There we go. All right. So. It's, it's a lot of bullshit right here. It's a lot of bullshit that went on between everything that happened with Scotty since The Last Dance came out, him not being happy with the way that he's portrayed. And, and the, I mean, the way that Jordan, we knew that Jordan had total autonomy. He had complete, right, and to, right. complete and total control over everything that happened on that show. You know, him down to the point of him watching the, uh, the iPad when Gary Payton was talking about this, that, and whatever, and he's laughing and all that yeah. shit. It's all well and good. And we knew that Jordan, Jordan is control freak. We know that he's have always had a problem. Self-centered. He could never be a coach because he expects everyone to be at his same level and you can't do Look that. Look what he did to Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown, he just completely destroyed that kid's confidence. But right. I mean, he, and he wasn't a very good player anyway. But Stacey King, Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen have a very intimate relationship with yep. with Michael Jordan, with knowing the real truth about how he was, and we only see it from the outside. I mean, you know, you, you come in the studio here, you see all the stuff I have for Jordan. We think about the slam dunk contest, we think about the six championships, and I and I do believe that he had that drive overall. But I think that everything that happened with his pops, him leaving the team. Mm-hmm drove a wedge between him and the rest of the team once he left you saw Horace Grant's gone you see a lot of players and you saw the fact that Scottie Pippen being used to being a champion with the Bulls with Michael Jordan as the head of the team mm-hmm. now he has to carry that flag and he couldn't carry it the way that they expected him to because he's not Jordan no he's not he, and, and you and they, had other Jordan kept so many other superstars from winning a championship agreed you know what I mean like Carl Malone and and uh Patrick Ewing Patrick Ewing and, uh, and Charles Barkley yes. and and uh, you know you saw Olajuwon get his titles when Jordan took his break and David he, Robinson same David, thing David Robinson until the end you know what I mean yeah. like so there was so many players that had to basically sacrifice a championship or a uh, spot at a championship because of Michael Jordan. Right. And Scottie Pippen had felt that pressure and he could not overcome that. So he he, he definitely has, I think it's all just kind of boiling up now. He's yeah, looking for his But it wasn't the shit. same teams. It wasn't the same no. team those two years. 
Well, Pete take, Myers, you, come on. Hey, you take Jordan off of any team, it's not the same team. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And Jordan, even when he went to the Wizards, he he just expected so much out of the other players around him. Mm-hmm. He was so demanding to the point where he was an asshole to these players. Oh, we know like, he was an asshole. So he got to fight with with Steve Kerr, with John Paxson, with with Pippen all the time. Yeah. But the crazy thing is, is that we we look at everything that Scotty's done since this oh. documentary came out, since his book came out, yeah. since his vod or his whiskey or whatever the digits. Digits whiskey, right? It's digits, right? I don't know what and it it's is. way too. It's like sixty dollars, and I'm like, that's just by name. I don't even know if it's any good. But yeah, we just look at all of that, and when we, Scotty, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And, no, Scotty's trying to make money. That's and all. We're, and we're over here like, oh shit, we don't really don't know the story. We don't. We don't really no, know. He no. could be telling all of this stuff could be gospel. We don't know. We we don't know what you happened know what I mean? at the so, Bertolt Center. We don't know what happened on the bus. Right. We don't happen what happened at practice. No, we don't know none of that stuff. So so so, so Stacy coming up and backing up Scotty. It, I mean, it's cool, but it almost feels like too little, too late. Yeah, this this is because you let Scotty sit in it too long. You uh, let Scotty sit in his own was, state too long. Yeah, he was doing in it. You should have. You should if you if this was if you really felt this way, uh, Stacy King, you should have backed up your homie earlier. Right, right after the last right. dance. That's when you should have cut right. him out and said something. And you wait until like Scotty just put his foot in the shit. Nah, nah. Yeah, King went out to praise Pippen when the Hall of Famer was less than effective in Game Seven of the 1990 Eastern Conference Finals against the Detroit Pistons. Pippen played 42 minutes, shot one for 10 from the field, and scored only two points. The Pistons won in a rout and went to win their second NBA title. This is the uh, migraine game. That's yeah. why. Yeah. That I mean again. If you got a migraine and you you're able to be out there and, and play basketball with all the bright lights and the sound, I mean, we've had migraines. Yeah. Those are you want the lights off. You don't want to hear sound. Nope. You just want to be left the fuck alone. As simple yeah. as that. Uh, so I mean, that's what it is, man. I mean, Pippen had to beg Mike to come back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like I said, I mean, I, I I think that the problem here is that. Stacy King, if you're really gonna back up your guy, speak up earlier because you let Scotty stew in that shit right. for way too long to the point where we're like discrediting it, and it almost feels like this is a last ditch effort to make Scotty seem like he's not so it's, so nuts. Or it's two years bitter. old now, which is wild. That that we've been in this pandemic for two years now. It's wild. Yeah. For I mean, if, as soon as like that episode, which is, I think it's episode two with Scotty Pippen, mm-hmm. you should have been like, "Hey, bro." This shit's wrong. This shit's wrong. This shit's wrong. This didn't happen. Well, I, I think too is that you know you have to wait for the entire series to come out so you can In case, kind of yeah, properly okay. judge. All right. It, you know what I mean, and, and but yeah, uh, it's just. It, it, I mean, we're, we're in a reactive like, world, so that's why I'm thinking like if, if he said, would have said something like, "Here's my Twitter. Yeah. This this is wrong. This is wrong." Could have been like addressed later on the on the rest of the episode. It probably could have, but I mean, what I'm saying is like if you're gonna be go back your boy, you back your boy immediately. The timing is really weird. No, it's just like, like what's the relevance of the It's like it mean you go to the bar and someone fucks with me. Right. And you're like, I'm gonna take care of it next week. <laughs> what the fuck is that, bro? I need you now. You're like, excuse me, sir, what's your name? I'm writing it down. <laughs> I will see you next Thursday, sir. <laughs> I'm I never forget a face. I never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, man. It's it's just look, I'm not saying that anything that Stacy Stacy King is saying is irrelevant or doesn't matter or doesn't count. It's just the timing it's of it. It's just the timing. Yeah. It's fucking weird, man. Like, why are you waiting so long to speak up? Yeah, boy. Uh, this saga will continue to go on the rest of the bowl season. I guarantee uh, that. We, we keep talking about it, so I mean, eh, whatever. All right, story number three. And, you know, I got to always put a funny story at the end. Adam Schefter, latest injury victim. is the latest injury victim at Soldier Field. Uh, I swear to God. Uh-huh. 
I've been on actually on Soldier Field twice, and I was scared yeah. to step on that grass. I've, I've been out there. I went to the uh, American Beer Classic where they had oh, all, yeah, the, yeah, 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 all yeah. the vendors yeah, out yeah, there, yeah. and yeah, it's a piece of shit. It is. It is. I, I did. I did the uh, was it five k, eight k, ten k, where you end up and running through Soldier Field at the end. And I was like, yeah, I just ran all these miles. Let me not blow out my fucking ACL here. <laughs> the turf at Soldier Field has been claimed has claimed another victim. Notable NFL reporter Adam Schefter conf- confirmed on Wednesday that he has suffered a torn meniscus while covering the Bears Viking games. Not this one that we just lost, but the one before that. Uh-huh. Yeah. The one on Monday night, yeah. Uh, but Schefter wasn't hurt while running to get a quote from Matt Nagy at halftime or hurt because a player collided with him on the sideline. He was hurt while imitating Justin Jefferson's giddy dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Marcus Spears went to Twitter. Gr- gritty, gritty dance. Is it gritty? Gritty. I don't know what the hell that means. It's just some weird, weird dance. Because yeah. Justin Jefferson had this whole thing with him and uh Well, oh, the Randy, dance is here. Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not a, it's not a good dance. I, mean, I, I saw mean, it. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, Marcus Spears reported on Twitter uh, that Adam Schefter suffered a meniscus tear that would require the rest of rest of the two weeks before doctors determine if surgery is necessary. Schefter will not be listed on the injury report for this week at the ESPN shows, but appears that no more gritty, no more grittying. Yeah. Uh, Schefter responded, "As good as a reporter as he is, analysis sadly confirmed. Uh, gritty days are over." Oh wow, that was an amazing play. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> yeah, Schefter is one of the other persons that got hurt. I mean, you've got a long list of injuries between, yeah. say, come on, Barkley, yeah, you got Barkley. Justin Fields, yep. Akeem Hicks. Yep. I mean, uh, uh, Gail Sayers. I think that was that. Was that a regular? Or was it here? Yeah. So no. Yeah. Yeah. Saquon Barkley with the ACL. Yeah. Right. Justin Fields with the ankle. Yep. Dave Montgomery hurt his knee. Yep. Hicks hurt his groin. Yep. Uh, Gail Sayers had two in, two in in Chicago, but that was back at uh, Wrigley Field. So yeah, I mean, like, I mean that was a shitty playing field at that point. It's, yeah, I, look, it's 1970. First of all, what the fuck are you doing, man? Shefty, you're like 50. Yeah, bro. You're what, nah. Don't do the giddy dance. Nah. It, it's over. It's over. What are you doing? <laughs> Stick to the cha-cha slide. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got instructions on what the fuck to you, do, man. You might, you might even want to avoid the chicken dance at this point. Don't spit out the beer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker got me. Oh man, you finally almost, got me. Oh man, you almost made that 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 mic really moist. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is look. Does this just confirm or just add to the pile of reasons why they need to move out of Soldier Field? Oh my God, that turf is horrible. And I'm sorry, I I've actually been an employee of the Park District for uh, about seven years. Okay, they dropped the ball on Soldier Field. I mean, this it's just the horrible field conditions. And then they'll do a concert, and then a soccer game, yep. and, and then they'll oh we got a football game. <laughs> yeah. By the way. I mean, there's no way to. I mean, I I, I know you've been to Wrigley Field and and now you've been to, to US Center, but or what is the it G called? Spot. The G Spot. Um, when they do events at these places or they let you walk around the field, you don't get to walk on the grass at all. No, you get to no, walk on the turf. No. No, on, on, on the gra- that's on the, what I'm saying. Yeah. You, there's no reason you can't keep Soldier Field as a venue for these concerts and shit like that. You don't need to have sporting events there. No. You know what I mean? If you want, you can have Chicago Fire games there every once in a while. Or yeah, they're like every 10 days there or whatever. But I mean, like, 
Keep it for your concerts. Keep yes. it for your your whatever the hell else you want to do up there. The I, fuck Jesse White Tumblers. I don't know what the fuck they do. I think they could do the the was that the monster truck rally on there now. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> but I mean, like you could have celebrations. Let's say the, there there's uh, uh, any team has a celebration because they win. Do it. They have a big fucking rally sixty thousand, right? You know what I mean. Have a parade that ends there. Go there and you have all those seat all those seats. You know what I mean. Like yeah. you can purpose Soldier Field for a lot of different things. It's just just not for football. It's just time. Can we just? I, I mean, like I get it, but can we let this go already? Jesus. I mean, it's it's time, guys. It's it's it is what it is. It's over. Let it go. Let it go. Over. You say it's over. <laughs> it's never over. Nothing, nothing's over <laughs> until we say it is. Well, guess what? Uh, it's over for Matt Nagy. I'll tell you that much. Yay! <laughs> Fucking piece of crap. Yo, I'm gonna say it first, or you hit the thing. I mean, our time is a little off now. <laughs> I mean, you hit the button first, and then I say it, or am I saying it then you hit the button? Which one do you want? I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word for our sponsors. <laughs> Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah, boy. This is The Loop, our Chicago Sports Roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Z, what's going on at the Madhouse on Madison with the Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. E, like I said earlier, I went to the game this past Tuesday, and instead of bowling. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, shocker, I know. Shocker. <laughs> um, to, to be honest, I should have gone bowling instead of seeing this sloppy hockey play. It was bad. It was really bad, man. Um, I mean, it looked like when you put magnets of the same polarity and they just don't stick and the puck was not sticking on their hockey sticks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only broad spot was Alex Debrinkit scoring two goals that game. Um, all right, as all right as for the Blackhawks, I mean, their last game versus the Vegas Knights, I was uh, surprised because I was talking to our friend Tony. Uh-huh. And, you know, he, he's a big Blackhawk fan, but he lives in Vegas, so he's, yeah, he's, he, he has season tickets out he, there. He's in Vegas, so he, keep, he became a Vegas Knights fan. And I don't I, knock it. And, and, and neither do I because that's where you are and that's where your team started up and we talked before about the Raiders going to Vegas and things yeah. like that and you know the the one thing I'll, uh, before we get into the game yeah. the one thing I'll say about the the uh, Las Vegas Knights the Golden Knights this team came about right after that ter- uh, the, the terrible horrific shooting that happened from right, right there and they basically took Vegas under their wing and they kind of rallied around that. So like Boston good, strong and all that, right. Good yep. on them for doing that because that's really what kind of brought connecting brought with the community. Team. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, as for the Blackhawks, uh, they really wanted to win this past Saturday for Mark Andre Fleury. The bouquet of flowers tossed onto the ice and on the final horn indicated that the mission was succeeded. 
Uh, Fleury saved 30 of 31 shots in his first Vegas homecoming, and the defense stifened late to help the Hawks rally past the Golden Knights with a 2-1 to win. Wow. The Hawks snapped a six-game losing streak with their first road win since December 9th. Jesus. And their first win of any sort since December 15th. And let's just be honest. The Blackhawks hockey is just horrible. Um, last night in Arizona, things didn't go so well, Fleury said. Uh, we had a good talk after in uh, in the locker room after after the game. It didn't matter if Vegas or someone else. We had to bounce back, and we answered the bell. The team played well. I mean, look, they like like you said, they did it for uh, for Fleury to yeah. come back to where he played and where where I think he thought he was going to end his career. Uh-huh. Um, and look, we can go down the list of the players in the Blackhawks and see who we would like to keep and who they would get rid of. But I mean, like. Who really is valuable on this team right now? I mean, you got Taves, you got Kane, you the got Brinkett. Brinkett, and you got Seth Jones. Yeah, that's really their guys. You know what I mean? Like, and hey, I mean, this is this is the time of Blackhawks hockey where the fan, the hardcore fans are who's paying attention to them. You know what of I mean? Of course, like, of course. That's right. the thing. Is like we're I'm not. I, I mean, I put on the game on the second TV. There's nothing else going on. Yeah. That's the only time I'm putting on the Blackhawks right now. I mean, they're they're hard to watch. And me being there, I was literally sitting next to some uh, two season ticket holders, and we're yelling at the same thing. And his wife looks at me. He's like, "You guys know each other?" I'm like, "No, I'm just an avid fucking fan." <laughs> and I hate when, when there's sloppy play. It doesn't matter if it's baseball, football, or hockey. If you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's very frustrating to watch your team suck. Yeah, I mean, and it's one it's the one time where being sloppy is a bad thing. Oh, would that make you love me? Usually, you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. You are absolutely correct on that. Yo. <laughs> I know you missed me in studio. Oh, man. You got me twice today. All right, next up for the Blackhawks are the Blue Jackets. Fuck Ohio. Uh, the <laughs> Canadians and the Ducks. Okay. Nobody, okay. I, 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 you know what we need? We need that sounder. It's like, who cares? Look, I mean, yeah. again, Blackhawks uh, hockey is back to their pre-2009 level oh when no one God, cared about yeah. it. That's what it feels like right yeah. now. And only the diehards. And, you know, the thing is, is that... You know, if you if you listen to the Blackhawks talk podcast, you know, the, like I said, it's the diehard fans, and we basically, I would say, Chicagoans got spoiled by watching really, really good hockey over the years. And yeah. and the the thing is that I can't stop thinking about their terrible scandal that they had mm-hmm. during those years. That's yeah. the thing that always taints it for me. It's it's the shittiest thing of it. So uh, it's just hard for me to like. It's hard. Uh, Right now, I know it's a different regime. It's different things are going on. You don't have Q anymore. You- but until all of those players are out the door. Which most of them are. Yeah, but we still have some. Ta- Taves and Kane are the kind of leftovers from that. Yeah, Everyone but- else is pretty much gone by now. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, what's going on on the other side of the building with the Chicago Bulls? Two, three, four. Basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna the Chicago Bulls have won nine straight as of this past Sunday afternoon and will be playing the Mavs as we are recording. Uh, if they record their 10th their straight, it would be the second longest streak in team history. So let's talk about our Bulls. Bulls guard. Yeah, so I got this right. <laughs> I-O-Do. So <laughs> stupid. You're laughing at me. That makes me fucking 
fucking stumbled up. Ayo Dosumu. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. This go. is the thing. When I was reading the, the when I was <laughs> is that what you're laughing about? Like two, like w- w- before we started recording. This is the thing I was laughing about because it literally has the phonetic spelling on here. Yeah, it is just Ayo. Io and the sumo is whatever. The sumo is the one I had a problem with. But I mean, it's not that. I know it's Io. But it's Io. It's Io. And I saw that. You're like, what is it? What are you going to make fun of me about? And I'm like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, I know it's Io. I I got that right. I mean, I've been watching him play all year, but I can never say his last name. So I looked it up phonetically. What the fuck is it? Shut your your mouth. (laughs) You could have just remembered it. Instead, you put it in your mouth. I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I amused you. All right. Io. Has proven to be a quick learner throughout his rookie season. Maybe too quick as far as Wizards guard Bradley Beal was concerned this past Friday. After Dusumu was called for two traveling violations back-to-back during the Bulls' victory against the Wizards, he said Beal offered him some on-the-court advice. After the travel to place before I scored, Beal was like, just go deliberately. Deliberately go one way and then just get into your shot. Don't think about it. Just take it and drive and get to your spot. Dosumu said the next play, I did it on him. Hey, I, 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 this is what I'll did say. Did you see it? Yeah. and, uh, and It was and great. Stacey King talked about it. Yes. And the thing is, is that you're getting advice from NBA veterans because what that shows me is that they respect they you. They respect your they game. They understand your game. And don't forget, this is a little bit of an older player, so it's not like some, some real young kid. This is a little bit of an older player. And to see that he's getting respect from League veterans have been around for a long time. Right. I could, I cannot understate enough how important this guy was as a pick for the Bulls, for the city of Chicago, for the uh, Illinois basketball. I mean, it is amazing that this guy was able to land on the Chicago Bulls and watch the things that he's doing has been extremely impressive. Um, him and Kobe White together coming off the bench have been phenomenal. I, I, I talked about it a little bit last week. Kobe White, I didn't give him a, a give. I did not give him the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. I just did. I didn't. I didn't have any faith in him. No. But to see what he's been able to do after his two long stints on the on the uh, IL and come back and do what he's doing, his shooting, his his the way that he drives to the basket, and his overall confidence has been amazing since he's been able to come back. It's it's been very refreshing. And what 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 I mean by this is that. Kobe White had a great resurgence at the end of last season because he found his confidence. Then he got injured. He had the surgery. Then he had the COVID and injury and all that stuff. And now he's found his footing all over again. And yes, he found this spot because there's a lot of people out with COVID. So he became into the start. He came into the starting lineup. Now he's coming off the bench and he's the spark plug. And he's just the restrictive plate is off I like that's, that's the biggest thing i like him off the bench rather yes. than the starter anyway, yes, so do because I. you're you're so young and you got when you look at up and down the the bench mob which mm-hmm. what they have right now and this is not a bench mob made up of like guys that have been in the league for like no not years, at all you know not I mean? at all like they had when you had the derrick rose and the uh, joe kim noah years you have a lot more younger players that you can actually grow with and when you see here's the thing too is that you're looking at a guy like DeMar DeRozan, mm-hmm. okay, Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. You're looking at uh, um, Gucci Mane, okay? Mm-hmm. Vucci Mane, I'm sorry. Vucci Mane. These guys are, Vucci is 30, 31. Mm-hmm. Um, DeMar DeRozan is what, 32 or 33, whatever right. he is. Who's going to replace these guys? 
These guys okay. are. That's my point. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 No, I, Ayo's been a, a huge bright spot this year. He was drafted in the second round, but he has first-round talent, and it's just showing up. Mm-hmm. Again, the cream rises to the top. He's also been playing alongside Kobe, like we just mentioned, who has also had a resurgence like he did at the end of last year. Kobe's had games of 21, 17, 20, 24, and 17 points this past five games. The Bulls also have the worst signing in 2021 on the team. King of the fourth. Yeah, that guy. DeMar DeRozan. The worst signing ever. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He is having an MVP-like season. Oh, we have this other guy named Zach Levine we've just mentioned. And uh, him and DeMar are averaging over 50 points per game. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is the best in the league. Yeah, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, you know, I think we can all agree that after all the shit that the the Bulls took for this is the worst signing and so on and so forth. I mean, like, again, people forget that he was traded for one of the best players exactly. in the league who hasn't even played this year. No. You know what I mean? Like, no you look Kawhi. at Kawhi and he's been and not doing anything. So I've been extremely impressed with what he's been able to do. And I think that there is no limit to what the Bulls can do right now. I think the biggest thing right now is, you know, you need another big man. And one of the rumors that's going on right now is the possibility of the Bulls trying to get Jeremy Grant, yeah, Jeremy Grant mm-hmm. from the Pistons right, right. now. So <clears throat> one of the players that you would have to get rid of pat williams pat williams now i've seen a lot of people i've seen uh dj nonstop okay mm-hmm. uh, you, you know that name mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know it was really him because it had the blue check mark next to his name and he was right. like man fuck that i'm not giving up on pat will i'm like hold on yep let's pump the brakes because like i just said okay vooch 30 30 or 31 mm-hmm. okay DeRozan. 32 33 he might mm-hmm. even be 34 well it depends on where he got his birth certificate from <laughs> if he's dominican right <laughs> i'm 12 Pat Will's young. Yep. Okay. What the, what, what that tells me is that right now you're looking at a very small window because mm-hmm. it's not like these guys. LeBron's 37 and he's you know he's playing out of his mind because that's what he does and you know just ask Mike Logic he'll tell you all about it he'll just start spewing all about uh, LeBron without any t- context whatsoever. That's he, his job. He, he, he loves spewing. But anyway. <laughs> So, so this is a potential trade that's been uh, going out there. So the Bulls would get uh, forward Jeremy Grant and guard Roddy McGruder. And the Pistons would get Pat Will, uh, Troy Brown Jr., Derek Jones Jr., a 2022 first-round pick uh, via Portland, and a 2026 further down the line second-round pick. Okay? Jeremy Grant is clearly the guy that you're going to look for. That's going to be the big headliner in this trade. Mm-hmm. But what I'm looking at is a 6'9 guy that can do the things that you need him to do, considering the fact that Pat Williams is not coming back anytime soon. No, uh, yeah, playoffs, if anything. You know what I mean? So you're looking at, yes, we know he's the number four overall draft, and I said it last year. I said the Bulls go as this guy goes because they need him to turn into a star. Right. They picked up Vuchimain last year in hopes that they could they could uh, propel them into the playoffs, which it did not do. So then you go ahead and add these other guys. You have a team full of all-stars. You got Lonzo Ball. You have a team you can build around, but like I said, right now your best player is getting older. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you shoot your shot, you try to get another guy in here that can help push you over the edge because you look at what's going on with the Nets right now. The Nets are going to be their biggest competition in the East. You look at the fact that Kyrie Irving cannot play at home right. because he refuses to get vaccinated because he's a weirdo and he thinks that the earth is flat. He's got a whole lot of issues. But you, if you go down the line and you talk to the players that play for the, uh, the uh, Brooklyn Nets right now, and they are very frustrated with the fact that one of their superstars, their main cog, their starting point guard, can't even play at home. And the reason that KD went over there. Right. Right. That's insane. 
So, I mean, you look at that team right now, you look at these these superstars that they've had from other teams, and they're all kind of like, aside from KD, you look at Harden, you look at uh, uh, Kyrie, they're all kind of a little bit out of their mind. Mm-hmm. But now, the Bulls right now, you have a solid team. You have a solid team that backs each other. Pat Will is not really playing right now. I mean, yeah, you would not, you want to keep Derrick Jones, but I mean, like, overall, I would make this trade in a second because you're looking at the fact that right now, you have to capitalize on the talent that you have and try to get over the hump the, the a move like this would definitely put you over the hump this is one of the moves that you know jeremy Grant can play power forward small forward um he's got pretty good numbers right now he's scoring 20 points per game he doesn't have to do that with this team right he can focus on the other things you can put up 15 points just like Vucci man and then worry about rebounding which is one of our biggest issues uh because right now we're team rebounding we're, we don't have a dominant rebounder so when we play the indian indiana uh, uh pacers or, or another bigger team like maybe tonight where they uh they played the uh, dallas uh, uh, mavericks when you play those big teams you're gonna get out rebounding guess what you're not going to do so well. No. So they need another rebounder. So this is a gr- good trade. Yes, you're giving up on a young talent, but you have to give up something to get something. And, and our window's right and now. It's, it's not like Pat Will came out of the uh, out of the uh, box, you know, uh, uh, on fire or whatever. Like, no, you know what I mean, like, no, no, he's been growing. And and you look at the fact that last year when the Bulls traded uh, first round picks along with Wendell to get uh, Vucci. They did. They told you right now. We're trying to win right now. We know mm-hmm. what kind of team we have. You know what I mean. And we look at um, Acme. You know, we yep. look at that those two, and we know that their clear goal is to win and win now. Now, last week I misspoke. I said that they had trouble against the East. That they have trouble against the West because the West has a lot of bigger players. You look at what's going on in Portland. You look at what's going on in Denver. You look at what's going on in Salt Lake. You look at all these teams over there that have much bigger players, and right. that's where the Bulls have the biggest issue. If Pat Williams is not playing, then that's not going to help you right now. No. If your goal, if your goal is to win the 2021 now, season, yes, right, you go and get a player that can help you right now, and and if you're lucky, they can help you the next year. If you're trying to catch lightning in the bottle, like what you're doing when you got a guy like Demar Derozan, the worst signing in all in the all of the off season, okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm gonna keep saying it. Yeah, because you guys are idiots. Some guys are idiots, right? Yeah, and have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I mean, you go and if your goal and and like I said, when you look at this administration, they made it very clear that they are want to win and they want to win right. Oh. Now and then, if you because here's the thing, you know what winning does? Winning makes you an attractive destination right. for other free agents. Exactly. So, what do you do? Okay, hey, next year, I this guy might come here, and that might that guy might come here, and you look at all of these free agents that are going to be available, and you just build on that, and that's where you start. You have to start. You you start a brand new winning culture. You reset the idea of what was going on because you look at what happened with Garpacks, and they just made it like they were like, well, I guess we'll go after this guy. They held on to their own guys and they fell in love with their own right. guys way too much. They wouldn't give up on it, and that's why we ended up not getting Kobe Bryant. We ended up not getting uh, 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 LeBron James and and uh, uh, Wade Wade and Bosh and all these guys that could you could have gotten. Who'd they get? Fucking Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer, who tripped on his own gym bag and broke himself. I think he he had the uh, shoe polish dripping on his eye. Right, right. So, so yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not against uh, them giving him up, and uh, I'm sorry that, uh, again, I, I'm sorry that they would have to give up such a young guy at, who, like I said, hasn't exactly set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's been injured, but I mean, give him a new opportunity, a fresh start, just right. like Laurie Markkinen did yeah. in Cleveland. And look they, what he's doing now. And and yeah, and and the Cleveland actually looks decent. I mean, they're not where the Bulls are right now, but they look decent because you give them a fresh start. 
Pat, well, I'm sorry, but I mean, like, if it's going to get me a player who's actually a little bit bigger, right, and can get the job done as an and as a professional, as a and, veteran, yeah. and who's this daddy? Hmm. Who's hmm. this daddy? A real familiar face, named Horace, or no, not Horace, it's Harvey, uh, Harvey, his brother, Harvey Grant. You know what I mean? So, hey, bring the bloodline home and yeah. let's do this thing. Yeah, you got to get that pedigree in here, and like you said, like right now is the time to win. That window's small, and it does remind me of of the the Cubs or not the 16 season, but the 15 yes. season. It, right now with the White Sox, uh, you know they ran the table, and they're like, well, you're you're ahead, okay. But did you make enough moves to get you over the hump? And if you don't do that, if you don't have an aggressive GM or don't have the opportunity to make those moves, right? Then you you can't be gun shy. You can't worry about twenty twenty three. You got to worry about today's year and try to win that championship. And I think right now it's the time to go against that championship. Now the West is going to be stacked when it comes to the playoffs, and they might pick each other off. But I don't see anybody beating Golden State. They're twenty three and nine or something like that, and they're barely getting Clay back. And this, yeah, and they're just getting Clay back who hasn't played in two years from these weird ass injuries. He's made more money in the last two years of not playing than he did his first five years or something like that. That's yeah. insane. And the thing is, is that yeah, you're not wrong. Now here's the thing that I, uh, one team that I don't think that anyone's really talking about is the team that went to the NBA Finals last year, and that's the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. The Phoenix Suns are right now thirty and nine, and the Warriors are right behind them at twenty nine uh, twenty nine and nine. You still got the Jazz, the Grizzlies, the Mavs, who the Bulls play tonight, the Lakers, the, the Nuggets, and the Clippers, and that's your top eight right now. So I mean, you're still you're still looking at teams like the Blazers. You got Dame out there. You know, there's there's other teams out there. The Rockets, uh, they're not very good, but they play the Bulls very hard. They do. So I mean, like, and because look up and down the west they're full of big guys mm-hmm. your biggest competition on the east that's going to be a, when you're looking at the teams that are going to give you the most trouble i'm thinking about philadelphia with joel and b because he's been pretty good you know i right. still don't know what's going to happen with uh with simmons over there 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 are teams i think that they can match up with in the east i don't think they should have re- I, I mean don't get me wrong the, the top teams in the east are going to be competitive but it's not like they're going to sit there and struggle against these guys the bulls are 26 and 10 right now you know you're looking at number two is the nets then you got heat bucks sixers like i said the Cavs are number six yeah raptors seven hornets eight so that's your top eight right now so i mean you're, lo- you're still looking to see what's going to happen with the knicks who are just one uh, two games below 500 the c's are another game the celtics so i mean you look up and down you still have a lot of jockeying that's going to happen for that eight seed because even at eight you're looking at the hornets 21 and 19 you can go all the way down to 11 with the knicks 19 and 21 right so there's going to be a lot of movement in those last like five or six spots but the bulls if they can keep it up and as long as they're able to avoid injury mm-hmm. they should be in good shape the good thing is that even if they suffer an injury as long as it's not a season ending industry uh, uh injury look at their bench and the, their bench has been nice and strong, and they can recover. We've we've got the most depth out of all the teams in the East. I can tell you right now, I've, I haven't been. I've watched a little bit of the West, but not as much as I should. Um, we have a, a, a team bench that's going over. There's been times where they score over 50 points themselves. Just mm-hmm. a bench. There's no other team that has that 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 depth. Um, I don't see the Nets having that. The Heat, the Bucks. Or the Sixers, or even the Cavaliers that have that kind of bench that can come in there with Io and with Kobe White that could come in there and light it up for you know thirty points combined. And don't forget, you got you got Caruso, you got a lot. There's right. a lot of good players on this team. Um, and and look, I, I think it's been a very pl- uh, pleasant surprise as far as like what they've been able to do. I'm sure that if they if they trade off Derek Jones, they're going to miss him because he is mm-hmm. a good scorer inside. Yeah. You're still waiting to see when Javante Green is going to come back. Um, you know, 
I think uh, uh, Caruso had a little bit of injury issues and he was going back and forth. But they got a guy, guy like uh, Tyler Cook who has come on and he's been very good too. So, I mean, they have a lot of good players in this team. They just picked up Jordan Bell, who was a pick of yep. theirs from a few years ago yep. and ended up going to the Warriors uh, for, for cash. cash considerations. Yeah, that was that stupid. Means. That was stupid. But, I mean, well, I mean, at the time, there was no spot for Jordan Bell because I, I think, you know, he they, they were full up right there. People were just like, well, you give up enough. They weren't doing yeah. shit with him, yeah. so it's we, fine. They kept Felicio instead of him. Right. Well, that guy. Uh, yep. So and and don't forget, you still got the young guy who, who you drafted a couple of years ago in Marco Simonovic. Yep. So, I mean, like, you have a very nice little team right here. And I think they can definitely make some moves because they are, I think they're catching the, the, the league by storm this year. I think people are, I think people have not given Zach Levine over his career the respect that he deserves. And he's still not always getting the calls that he should. Because he doesn't not, get, no, he doesn't get the calls. And he's not seen as a superstar. No. Which is weird as hell to me. I, I don't understand it. He drops to the hole and he's getting smacked in the head. Yeah. He, he has cuts under his eyes. He's got like, oh, he had a, one game he had a cut behind his neck. I was like, where's the call, guys? He's not getting the respect that he should be getting. DeMar DeRozan, obviously, he's getting his respect because he is an all-star and he is an MVP caliber player. Vucci uh, man has been doing his thing. Again, these guys are starting to fire on all cylinders. Now they're all coming back. Once we get Caruso, that intensifies the defense that we've been showing that, that shut down teams. Um, and then our bench is just doing it great. So right now, it, it's time to be a Bulls fan. If you haven't jumped on a bandwagon, jump on it now. Yeah, I mean, don't don't wait, don't wait because I mean, this right now, this is the time where you should be paying attention to what's going on. I mean, you know, we're, we're coming up on the All Star uh, game pretty soon, and if I'm not mistaken, Demar Derozan has like it, it, he's like oh, yeah. two two three times more votes than anyone else. Him and Zach are going to be starting. So I mean, it is it's amazing to see what the Bulls are doing right now. Like I said before, I mean, this is the most excited I've been for a Bulls team since you saw Derrick Rose's Bulls, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that we were so excited about having a whole hometown kid in the building doing his thing you know this is this is a lot different than that tough and gritty team that we saw that Garpax put together several times in a row right when you saw your bench mob was basically players that i plucked from other teams that were decent you know i mean yeah, like, and, you, and your, your, your Taj Gibson that you picked up in the late second round and, right and t- hey Taj is Taj is still going strong yeah Taj was a really Really good player. He was like their he was like their version of Caruso at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was the glue guy, who's the grit, the, the gritty guy that gets in there and like pisses people off, and that's what Caruso does now. So mm-hmm. I promise you, the Lakers really miss Caruso right now. Oh yeah, for whatever mismatch bullshit that they got going on there, they're they're weird ass. I don't know what they're doing. They even traded Rondo away. They, yeah, they trade they traded Rondo after um, to the Cavs after Ricky Rubio got his right. ACL tear. So look, I like I said, I don't I don't see any reason why the Bulls can't take the East. They are going to need another big man, and I, I would I wouldn't be opposed as to getting uh, Jeremy Grant on the team right now. Yeah. We are in very much agreement for that. Next up for the Bulls are the Pistons, Nets, Warriors, and Celtics. That so, Warriors game is on Friday. Yeah, so that means we're that's gonna, a hot ticket. We're going to get a close up look at uh, Jeremy Grant with the Pistons. Oh yeah, that's uh, tonight. There you go. There you go. There no, you go. no, the Mavs. They play the Mavs tonight, don't they? Yeah, well, they play the Mavs. But I meant Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday Pistons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh yeah. 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 Timing. Yeah. Timing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fans. Let's take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with some three and out after a quick word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. 
Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you will be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? They weren't. (laughs) They sure fucking weren't. This is three and out. All right, E, looks like Matt Nagy's time is up. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. This is the end, beautiful friend. Yeah, it looks like this is the end for Matt Nagy. We record right after the Bears game, so we don't have confirmation yet about this firing, but as we've been speculating for weeks now, we believe that this was his last chance for romance, and the Bears did what the Bears do and pissed down their leg in the season finale against the rival Minnesota Vikings. What a fucking disaster this was. Uh, They were up, uh, what is this, uh, 14-3. to Yep. Going into halftime, and they lost 17 to 31. What an embarrassment. Uh, it, it was just ridiculous. Andy Dalton had to start the game. Uh, he completely shit the bed in the second half. And like I said, the Bears were outscored 28 to 3. Justin Fields was started to uh, start the game, the last game of the season, but early in the week, he tested positive for COVID and he was placed in the health and safety protocols. So, fan favorite. Uh, <laughs> fan favorite? What? <laughs> I can't even say straight face. No, you can't. <laughs> fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Fan favorites, um, Andy Dalton got the start. Uh, yeah, I don't know why he got the start. It just looked really bad. I don't know. It would not matter between him and Nick Foles. They're pretty much the same quarterback. They can't move that much. They got a big arm, but it's inaccurate. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that Dalton has definitely got a better better legs than than Nick Foles. But I mean, Nick Foles. We already know how Nick Foles feels about Nagy, so I think that there was no way that Nick Foles right. was going to be there in that yeah, the last, last game, game at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, here's a few words from Melissa Barbieri's article on Bears Wire. You could certainly argue it should have happened sooner, but there's finally a a change happening at Hellas Hall. And the hope is that there's more more change than just Matt Nagy. There's been plenty of speculation about general manager Ryan Pace's future, where most believe he'll stay with the organization in some fashion, while others think he's likely out with Nagy. Looking ahead to Monday, the best thing for the chairman, uh, George McCaskey, would be to address the media with news that both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace have been relieved of their duties. 
If the Bears simply fire Nagy and retain Page, which many believe, nothing's going to change. Chicago has just one winning season during Pace's seven years as GM, and he's the one that hired Nagy. While there's no denying Pace's strengths as a talent evaluator, as evidenced by his last two draft classes especially, he struggled with salary cap management, choosing to push money to the future, which has left the Bears with just five draft selections in 2022. McCaskey would have a difficult time justifying keeping Pace in his current position or if he's giving a promotion to head of football operation. And it sends a clear message that he's content with the results over the past seven years. All right. How do you keep a guy who hasn't like we we've gone over this back and forth over many 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 podcasts on whether uh, um, Nagy was doing his job correctly, uh, just being five hundred at the end of the season, not having a lose season, losing season, and then you have Pace who, like it says, has been pushing everything towards the future, pretty much gonna leave someone else with the bag. So, you know, the, the idea, we this is very similar to what we just talked about with the Bulls, was right. that if the Bears are trying to win now, if that was the idea of what they're trying to do, because you look at the players that they have on defense, you look at Roquan Smith, you look at when Eddie Jackson was actually good, you looked at when they actually had Kyle Fuller, and you look at... Um, at Amos. Trevathan, you look at Amos, you look at Hicks, you look at um, the fact that they went after uh, Mac. Mm-hmm. Okay, they thought that they were in a position to win right now. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the offensive si- uh, side of the ball. When you sign Jimmy Graham, you don't sign him because he's going to help your young team. Now we we were hoping that he would help a guy like Cole Komet, brand you know, brand new right. second year player. We were hoping that he would help him. But you look at the other the all the quarterbacks that Brian Pace has signed over the years. You look at like I said uh, last week, the first giraffe ever to play in the NFL with Mike Glennon. Um, you look at the fact that they signed Andy Dalton because they didn't. This is, don't forget, they signed Dalton before they drafted Justin Fields. So yeah. when you have no quarterback, they, they... But they had Nick Foles. Okay, again, like I said, no quarterback mm-hmm. because Nick Foles is not an NFL quarterback. But anymore. you got to, again, he wasn't thinking salary cap. No, he was thinking... We were. No, what he was thinking is win now. I feel like if I have to do whatever I can to win this season... Mitch Trubisky is no longer here. Right. We can go up and down and we we'll look at the picks that Pace has made, and I think that we can both agree that the biggest mistake, when you look at it as a whole, is going to be Mitch Trubisky when you con- when you compare him to um, Mahomes and the kid in Houston, who I'm not even going to say his name because he's a piece of shit. Okay? If you would have had one of those two guys, uh-huh. you would have been in a much better position. But don't forget that Mahomes would have been coached by Nagy. Right. Let's not for, let's also not forget that the first two years of, of Ryan Pace's tenure, or at least the first year, he was forced to have John Fox on the staff. He right. did not pick that. No, okay, not he, at that all. was not his pick. Okay, the first year he had Trubisky, you had to get Glennon because you didn't know what you were getting out of that either. So I mean, I understand the moves. I don't think it was the right guys. I also don't remember who else was available at the time when they got Mike Glennon. But Mike Glennon showed that he had a little bit of ability in Tampa Bay. He wasn't great, but they were also turning to Jameis Winston at the time. And this is this is before Tom Brady made his trip down to, to uh, Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, I mean, again, my biggest thing is not managing the salary cap correctly. Again, giving Mike Glennon, what was it, $13 million or something like they that? Gave, they gave him a lot of money, but like, I'm not defending the move. I'm explaining the move. 
I'm not defending that they did it. I'm explaining the reason why he did. No, what the he reason did. was there. I just don't think the money was appropriate to give those dudes. At the, if you're, if I'm trying to win at all costs, that's what I'm doing. Look at what the Cubs did when they won in 2016, and they were kind of. You do whatever you can to try to win now. If you look at Mike Glennon's earnings, you could have went based on that. You didn't have to go based on anything else. His numbers were mediocre at best. Okay. Even if his if even if his numbers were mediocre, the fact is that when you have no one else to pick, you have no other quarterback. They decided not to bring back Jay Cutler, which I don't know if that would have been a good or a bad thing because look at the way that they handled Jay Cutler. You know what oh, I mean? Horrible. So no, look at this with Matt Nagy out the door. Like I said, we're hearing reports that Ryan Pace will be back with the team. What capacity? We don't know. We don't know what the role he's going to have. Is he going to get bumped up in the ranks? We, is he going to remain as a GM? Is he going to get his third chance in a picking a head coach? Again, John oh, Fox man. was not his pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy was his pick. So do we blame him for Nagy's failures? Do we blame him for not putting the players on the field? Or do we blame him for... Because look at what Matt Nagy... Even what Matt Nagy has had to go through. Look at all the offensive coordinators he had. The offensive line coach. Harry Heastanen. And all these other players that have gone through this weird fucking wash cycle and spin cycle and rinse and just get rid of them. We look at Vic Fangio, who was their Uh defensive coordinator. Okay, well, he bolted because he really wanted a chance to be a head coach. coach. And what did he do? He went to Denver, stayed three years, didn't do shit. No. Okay. Some people are better as coordinators than they are as coach. And that's why he didn't get a chance to coach uh, to be a head coach in the NFL until he was 60 years old. Mm -hmm. So now you're looking at him out the door. You're Mm -hmm. looking at uh, uh, Nagy out Out the the door. door. Okay. So, like I said, he didn't pick uh, John Fox. This is classic Bears mismanagement. They did the same thing with Jay Cutler when they forced shitty offensive coordinators and and wide receivers down his throat. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing with Matt Nagy. He had to try to work with Mitch and the word was that he had faith in Mitch because he did a lot of research for uh, uh, on him when he was in Kansas, Kansas City. City, right? Okay, that's all well and good. That's not his pick. I think, again, I, I, I always harp on the fact that I don't think Matt Nagy is a bad head coach overall. I think that he is bad at managing. I think he's bad at actually delegating. delegating. And we look at the, some of the things that he did today, whether it's like, fuck it, it's my last game. I, I'm going to go out how I want to. But, I mean, how many times, I think there was a, at least a couple times today where we saw them go for it on fourth when Three they should have ran the fucking ball. Three times. Yeah. I don't that I don't understand. What why wouldn't you I just, they were one for six on fourth down. They went it's fourth down. Montgomery was averaging four yards per carry. I mean, come on. Look, let, let's let's look at let, let's look at the overall numbers real quick in this last game of the season. Dalton, 33 for 48. Jesus. 33 for 48 passes, 325 yards, two interceptions. That's when we saw them just completely shit the bed at the end yeah, of the third that's quarter. Again, yeah. One touchdown. Montgomery with 20 20 carries for 72 yards, 3.6 average. Uh, Herbert had uh, four carries. Okay, Darnell Mooney, one th- he passed a thousand yards in the season. Yes, this sir. guy is a hundred percent your number one at least right now. Right he now, doesn't yes. need to be a number one. He really isn't a number one. No, he's a number they two. They need someone else. He's a number two or a number three. He needs to be in the slot. He needs to be that quick guy, that slant yes. guy. He needs to be the Cooper Cup role. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, great. That's what they need out of him. Twelve receptions today for 126 yards. Cole Komet did not look bad. Four receptions for 48 yards. Uh, Demir Bird five receptions. Damian Williams, Allen Robinson. Again, this you want to talk about guys that just completely fucking ghosted is Allen Robinson. Oh yeah, two receptions, two receptions, 22 yards. 
I forgot you. You were like, "Oh shit, he's on the team because he got what the, 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 the uh, two point conversion." The two point conversion when they were, you know, uh, just like when they got the twelve after the two field goals and the touchdown. What is happening? With I, I just I don't understand the state of this Bears team. We saw we saw them actually give up. The defense completely fucking gave up two touchdowns. Where Eddie well, Jackson's in the end zone watching the receiver catch yeah. the fucking ball. Well, even after the interception, you saw the offense just literally walk to the sideline. They're like, "Fuck this shit." The only person that chased him down was was the quarterback and someone else. It was just bad. It was really bad, man. Uh, on the defensive side, you got Eddie Jackson with four tackles and one assist. Bila, uh, Bila Nichols. Got that right? I, I, who cares? Let me tell you. You know who who matters on this defensive side? Uh, Roquan not, Smith. Not Eddie, not Eddie Jackson. Tayshawn Gibson, Roquan Smith, and Jalen Johnson. Those are the only players that I'm paying attention to. That's mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, I mean, you look up and down. You know, you look at uh, Robert Quinn. He didn't, you know, I mean, like he, he didn't have a Robert Quinn day. Like we no, he season. got he got his sack total and he was done. Yeah, and now here's here's the scary thing. Mm. Robert Quinn had a phenomenal season. Yes, he did. Who was going to sign him in the off season? Not us. Because he because he had a two year deal. Right. He was not good in the first year. And the reason that the Bears uh, uh, signed him in the first place is because when he left the Rams and he went to, to Dallas, to Dallas on a one-year deal, he had a great year. Right. And then he comes here and he was hurt that whole first year. He can be a very good player, but again, he's aging out. The biggest part of this whole thing is that they are all aging out. Okay, now we 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 look at all the players. We look at what's going on with Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is 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 injured mm-hmm. right now. He didn't even play the, foot, the yeah, his season, bad right? foot right. Now, and the thing is, now we look at a guy like Hakeem Hicks. Hakeem Hicks, who said he wanted to finish his career in Chicago. Right. Well, guess what? Apparently, he had this big-ass fight last week, and it wasn't even because of his ankle injury. Uh, it turns out there was some bad blood between him and the coaching staff. Mm, I wonder who. According to Adam Johns of The Athletic, th- things reached a fever pitch last week against the Giants when he got into a heated confrontation with his own defensive line coach. Uh, we don't know what it was about, but, you know, Know, it seems that they completely uh, abruptly shut him down for this final week. It says, according to a source, Hicks had a dispute with the defensive uh, line coach Chris Rumpf during and after the game against the Giants at Soldier Field. It was characterized as heated and ugly. Coaches, teammates, and staff members witnessed the exchange. Hicks agent Drew Rosenhaus did not return an email request for comment. The Bears also declined to comment. Not only did Hicks not participate last in, in practice last week, but he was not at Hallis Hall, and he did not travel with the team to Minneapolis for the season finale loss. So you're looking at all these players. You're looking at dissension in the ranks. You're looking at a lot of players that are not going to be here anymore. I have no idea what the Bears are going to look like going into next season, except that they're going to have Montgomery, Mooney, Herbert, Komet, and Justin Fields, and what? Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson. Who else? Who else? Nobody knows what this team is going to look like next not season. Not at all. And then you have uh, limited draft picks, and you're cap stricken. Like, the next GM is going to be fucked pretty much walking into the door. And guess what? The current GM was fucked when he walked into the door, too. And that's the thing that pisses me off the most is because we sit here and we harp on these guys. Yes, Ryan Pace has been here for seven years. Those first two years were him trying to uh, uh, correct the mistakes of the last bad regime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you go here, now you're looking at the fact that Ted Phillips is still at the helm. What's going to happen with Ted Phillips? Are you getting rid of him and, and knocking Pace up? Because don't get me wrong. Pace is, is actually a decent evaluator of talents. He is. 
He can he, he can recognize good talents on both sides of the ball. Has he had misses? Absolutely. Every gym does. You look at Kevin White injury. You look at uh, Trubisky hampered by fucking Matt Nagy. I don't care what anyone yeah. does, and not experienced enough, and came out in the, in the in the same draft class as probably the next generational quarterback talent, which is always going to hurt uh, Trubisky. He's always going to be tired tied to Pat Mahomes. That's not his fault. It's just where he was in the, in the draft. Mm-hmm. So we have no idea what this Bears team, what this franchise is going to look like going into next season. Yeah, there's a lot of players that are going to be gone. Jesse James, Damian Williams, Sean Gibson, Angelo Blackson, uh, Afedi, uh, who else? Graham, uh, Dalton's done. Uh, Chirazin is not on the contract as well. You have a lot of holes that are just going to be gone. I mean, it's, and you really don't have money to address this, especially with when you have uh, at the, how much is uh, uh, Foles left? Uh, I think ten million, eight, eight, eight to ten million left on his contract. You have a lot of dead money. You have a lot of dead money. You have a lot of again aging out players. And I and and here's the thing: is that whether you like Ryan Pace or not, I, like I said, I'll give him credit for the fact that he always had the balls to go after the player he wanted. Yeah. When he felt like San Francisco was gonna was gonna go ahead and grab Trubisky at number two ahead of them, what did he do? He went up and got Trubisky. Okay. Again. It was a mistake when you look at who was left on the board. Hindsight is twenty twenty. It's real easy to look at your mistakes when you're ahead of them. Okay, you look at going down the line. Like I said, Kevin White. People are still on the fence about Cole Komet, but you look at uh, Roquan Smith. Very good. He had the balls to go after, go out there and get uh, a guy like Khalil Mack. He he's he's done things his way, and I feel like regardless of you think he's done a good job or a bad job. When you got any any person, any person in a job that says, you know what, if I'm going to be held accountable for it, I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. So at the very least, you yeah. can give him credit for having the balls to do it the way that he wanted to do it, get the players that he wanted to get. And it just didn't work out. And that's just what it is. But again, this all comes down to Bears ineptitude, the way that they cannot handle their 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 organization, their players. Let me, let me tell you this this other thing that we, we found out this week, because this one really kind of pisses me off, okay? Oh, yeah. Former Pro Bowler, the, the center, the guy that we all love and we think that actually could help them do a really good job with assisting a lot of these young, talented players they have they on the offensive line. Olin Krutz came out and said that the Bears offered him minimum wage to help coach the offensive line. Okay, back in 2018, the Bears offered him $15 an hour to return to the Bears as an assistant offensive line coach. He earned six Pro Bowl selections and he was named to NFL's all-decade team for the 2000s during his 13-year stay with the Bears from 98 to 2010. He retired halfway through the 2011 season after a brief stint with the Saints. After he left here, he went down there, didn't do much. And yeah, I mean, like he was uh, he was contacted in uh, in 2018 by Harry Heastand uh, with a proposal to join the coaching staff. And he says, the last time they offered me a job, it was for $15 an hour. That's the way they do business. And those are the things that have to change. I mean, it is re-fucking-diculous. I mean, $15 an hour is like Chicago's minimum wage right now. Could you imagine... Being an all-decade player, a pro bowler, the one guy that 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 was like the standout guy on your team that held them accountable, that was there for their Super Bowl run with Lovey Smith, right. that was there in the 2001 playoffs when they went with uh, Jim Miller to the playoffs, okay? The guy that was the consistent player that helped you move everything along. 
and you offer him fifteen fucking dollars an hour. That is insane. It is ridiculous. That's a slap in the face. It's it's an embarrassment oh, as a yeah. franchise. It is. And remember what they did to Erlacher is the same thing. Remember they uh, they didn't want to resign him or whatever the issue was. Erlacher said, "I'll take a dollar. Just sign me." And it, well, the, the whole thing with Erlacher was, I, I think that was right at the beginning of Ryan Pace's uh, tenure, mm-hmm. and he was like, you know, I kind of I, I want to do a refresh. I get. I get the way that they did it. I don't like the way that they did it, but I get why they did it. That's no, no I understand that, but still, 15 bucks an hour. Uh, right now, you work at Target, and you make more than that. You work at McDonald's, you make more than that. Yeah, Menards. Menards high room 20 plus. There you go. You know what I mean? And so is ACSI. ACSI. <laughs> ah, you like that. <laughs> so, I mean, look, I, I just, this organization is basically in purgatory right now because- when you look at the way that they finished the season, it's not far off from the 800 season or the 500 seasons that they've had for the past two seasons. And I've seen people go crazy talking about bring back Vic Fangio. What is that going to What is that going to do for you? Because here's the thing: you you got Sean Desai, uh-huh. who I think actually did a pretty decent job, considering the fact that their their secondary was terrible because they yes. decided not to, because of for salary cap reasons they kept Jimmy Graham. Right, but got rid of Kyle Fuller. Yeah, okay, Kyle Fuller, who you just paid a couple years ago because he had that one bad season. He pulled him up, uh, he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. He kicked ass and he earned his money. Mm-hmm. So they says, you know what? Nah, nah, we're good. So who picked him up? Well, Denver did because Vic Fangio was their coach and they knew, and you know, you know he was playing, familiar right. with him. So now let's take a look at their potential head coaching candidate, former Bear. And current Michigan head coach, Jim Harbaugh. All right. Give me your initial gut reaction. Initial gut reaction. I mean, he's been in Michigan for such a long time. He's had a, a, a up and down seasons with Michigan. Um, he's loved in Chicago. Uh, we know the family uh, pedigree because his brother, uh, John, is in Baltimore. Uh, we know what he can do as, as a quarterback when he played for us. I'm not too in love with this. I, I, I think that he's such a big head. A big personality that he's going to want to pick his own GM as he comes in here. He's going to put his personnel underneath him, of course. But I think as he, he comes in here, he's going to say, um, "I'm picking my GM, or I'm going to Las Vegas." Yeah. So with with the Raiders right now not having a head coach after all that bullshit that went on with John Gruden, that mm-hmm. is one of the teams that he he John uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh came out and said that he does have interest in returning to the NFL as a head coach. Now let's uh, you know we look back at the one Super Bowl he did coach while he was the coach of the 49ers and that was when he went up against his brother and right. that was basically that was in uh, Super Bowl 47 and they lost by three, um, which was a very interesting game but it just came down to the wire and the end. Look, they call it the blackout bowl because there was like a half hour where it was in the Superdome in New Orleans right. where the lights went, went off yeah. or whatever it was. So I mean, look, it was it was a very good uh, Super Bowl, but you know the fact of the matter is is that he couldn't get over the hump. Um, when Michigan came to him with the opportunity, he he went to Michigan. It was his dream job. Well, My biggest concern with a guy like Jim Harbaugh is the fact that he tends to overstate or he tends to be rub people the wrong way after a certain amount of time. He, mm-hmm. he can last a couple years and then he's gone. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, it was just. 
I don't know, man. He has a good pedigree because he was actually playing for Michigan under Bo Schembechler back, Bo Schembechler back in the day in the early 80s. And, um, you know, he was this, this cool, slick guy. He did okay um, in, in college. And then when he came to the Bears, you know, he was a guy that they were relying on. I mean, he was drafted in the first round. Uh, granted, it was 26 overall, but he played under uh, uh, Ditka in 87. I mean, you know, he stayed with the Bears for a couple seasons. He went over to the Colts and had a couple of good seasons. And then he finished out his career uh, going to the Ravens, the Chargers, and then, um, you know, he finished out in 2001. So he lasted in the NFL to like the early, the very early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an overall um, quarterback rating of 77.6. He threw 129 touchdowns in the, in the NFL. So yeah, I mean, he like, balled out when he was in with he, Indy. I remember, yeah, the, I remember he, that. He had a very successful career overall. I mean, when you look at the fact that he was able to stick around, you know, in Chicago, you know why he didn't last in Chicago? Because Chicago's a fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. So, I mean, I almost feel like that's, that's something we're going to see with someone like Mitch Trubisky, where he's going to pick up somewhere else and become a starter for a couple of years. Yeah. Or or even better example, someone like Carson Wentz. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? pretty I much. That's going to be his trajectory right there. So uh, we'll look, look at his uh, coaching career real quick. He was a Western Kentucky assistant from uh, 94 to 01. I guess he was back and forth uh, between NFL and college. Uh, he was a uh, Raiders assistant from 03, or 02 to 03. So he was there. He was a quarterback coach for the uh, Raiders when they went to the Super Bowl back then. Okay. okay. Um, then he went to the University of San Diego from 04 to 06. And then I think the the most the one that kind of gave him a little bit more cachet as a head coach was when he when he coached Stanford from 07 to 2010. Um, they... They, they had a very successful time there. He actually brought them some success. And when you look at what he was able to do, he was able to turn that over into a head coaching career when he went to the 49ers in 2011. And again, went to the Super Bowl in 2013. But like I said, once the uh, University of Michigan presented them the uh, opportunity. And Ten, 10-year contract. Uh, well, that too. They, they offered him the opportunity to become their head football coach. He, decided, he ended up uh, signing over there. So that was his dream job. He always talked about wanting to be uh, the Michigan head coach. But when you look at the, his... Um, his overall tenure and everywhere he's gone, it's short. It's short, and he yeah. tends to rub people the wrong way. Yeah. The good thing is, is I says he wins at the very well. At the very least, he knows when to get out of dodge. <laughs> he knows when to get out of dodge because at the end of that 14 season, the the, the Niners were like, yeah, we're not going to bring you back. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's how kind of how that went. And this is the year after they went to the Super Bowl, where your super the guy that took you to the Super Bowl and you don't so bring only him back, yeah. lose by three. There's, that's the concern for me. Yeah, and that's what I said. He's got a big head. He's got a big personality. And, you know, when he's into a room, he, he eats up all the oxygen. So that's why I think it wouldn't be a good fit uh, because uh, as the Bulls, I mean the Bulls, the Bears are trying to turn over the entire organization from top to bottom. You want to start with a, a GM and, and a, uh, um, a coach just like the Bulls that are in sync. You want you want a a. a a goal to be laid out and everyone pulling on the same side of the rope. Yeah. So that way you have a successful season. Now, you're, you're not going to be able to turn around the Bears next year. No. It's going to take two to three years to turn them around because of the hole they dug, they dug themselves into. And guess what? Maybe that stadium will be done in four years. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be just in line when they have a winning product. So maybe next year, when the if a new GM comes in, he cleans house of all the players and gets rid of all the cap space. This is this is what I want for the next Bears head coach. I want a guy that I that is gonna be with the team for the next ten years. 
at mm-hmm. least. I want mm-hmm. a, I want a decade player that can sit there and develop with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I want to watch a coach and a quarterback grow together, learn together, and win together. Not not many coaches have done that besides no. Pittsburgh. And the the thing is, where you see a lot of fans clamoring for Jim Harbaugh is when you look at his his NFL record with his with the Forty uh, ers uh, He's forty four and nineteen. Um, he went to three straight championship games for the NFC, and he went to one Super Bowl. So I mean, you know, when you look overall, he had some success in the NFL, but he also had the right place at the right time to play mm-hmm. there. Now you look at his overall record in, in college, very good as well, one nineteen and fifty one. The the Michigan Wolverines made it to the college football play of this year which they got their ass beat because they're a big 10 team and not an sec hopefully we'll see a good game tomorrow night for that championship yeah. hopefully you'll actually watch some college football for once in your life i will tomorrow but i i'm just i'm i'm not i'm not thrilled with the idea of bringing in jim harbaugh no i don't think it's a good fit i don't think it's a good fit at all. and you know what he wants a big person big be a big personality well he can go where chucky was and be a big personality in vegas you know they have a lot of big personalities that show up uh, for small ten years, and he's and he's got familiarity over there, and they got Derek Carr, and they got a bunch of players that they, you know, that they already have the experience. They don't have it's to a situation where they can turn that team around faster to be a winning product yeah. rather than our team. If if you know the. Don't get me wrong. The Raiders had their problems this year with everything that happened with Henry Ruggs and his DUI. Oh, um, I think That's Josh horrible. Jacobs had a DUI. Yeah. Another one of their receivers had a DUI. And John Gruden's a piece of shit. So they have a lot to recover from. Mm-hmm. And, and especially like we talked to be, uh, before, a, a place like Vegas where you really have to kind of be... Uh, um, and your P's and Q's because there's so much temptation to do out there. And it's not that, but you also have to be beloved by... Because Vegas is a transplant city. It is. You know what I mean? So you have to really be beloved by the people that live there to, for them to really back you. And just like the way that the, the Golden Knights did. You know, they're like, hey, we're a startup franchise. We're here for you. We'll do whatever you need. Raiders have to kind of pick that up because mm-hmm. right now they're probably... They're still stuck in that like roughneck Oakland mentality which yeah. they've had for so long. Yeah. So the, the other thing that we, we're hearing uh, about is the fact that uh, you know, Vic Fangio was Jim Harbaugh's DC back in in San Francisco. Uh-oh. Oh no, we got to bring both in. Stop with the fucking nonsense. Stop with all this like clamoring for. Oh, but he was a bear. He knows Bears football. Stop with the nonsense. You look at uh, uh, look up and down at the guys who have had the most success in the last couple of years. Young guys, right? Yeah. You look at Sean McVay with the Rams. You look at. Um, the kid in San Francisco. You look at this twelve-year-old they got coaching the, Ram- the, the the Chargers right now. You know what I mean? Like these. It, this is what you need to do. I think they need to find somehow find that diamond in the rough. Find the young guy. Find the young guy that's going to grow with Justin Fields. So you have sustained success. You get your new stadium. You sit there, even if you have to play in Soldier Field for a couple more years, and they sit there and they build up a, a, a stadium in Arlington Heights with that property they took over. Mm-hmm. You get your casinos ready. You get your whole Hotels ready, and then by the time you're looking at a guy like Justin Fields, who is in his fifth season at the time, you can move into a brand new stadium. You you have built up yourself through the draft or through free agency because you look at a guy's like, what are you going to do with Allen Robinson? You can't bring him back. Oh no, why? All of these old guys, this team, I, I, I have such a fear that Bears fans don't understand what's actually in store for them next season. It's going to be bad football. It's going to be really, really bad. Yeah, you look at the Blackhawks. That's exactly what you're looking at. You know, because 
Yes, I here's the you know what Ryan Pace gets right now, and Ryan Pace gets uh, and Matt Nagy get right right now, they get the cake from the Simpsons that says at least you tried, because at the very least, Matt Nagy did it his way, Ryan Pace did it his way, and it just didn't work out, and it had a lot of promise when it started, but I don't like Jim Harbaugh for the for the for the head coach of the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry, not at all. So let me pose this question to you, E. If you were hired tomorrow as the GM of the Chicago Bears, a franchise that you beloved, what is your first move? I'm the GM. You're the GM. Oh, I'm releasing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know those guarantees, right? There's still signing bonuses, all that stuff. Those guarantees. You, you still have to pay those out. Here's the thing, though. Like, like I said, I mean, you know. Who up, trim the fat. That's that's the guys that you need to get rid of. You know what I mean? We know we can't. There's no way they can bring back Hakeem uh, Hicks. You can't bring back Allen Robinson. You know, uh, Andy Dalton's got to go. Even though you know, he's you, off the books. You only had him one year deal. Any, I don't think there's any player that they have right now whose contract is up that you hold on to. If you can, even though you already uh, signed him to a contract, I, I'm not keeping Eddie Jackson either. That's 13 million. You know what I mean? I'm not keeping to do what? Again, to do what? If you cut him, if you cut him, it's a 22 uh, million, two million four uh, hundred thousand. Because so. here, here's the thing: if if I hold on to shitty players that are costing me money, what's the difference between I know you're gonna fail? Why not just give another kid a chance? Are you keeping Cody Whitehair? Uh yeah. For nine million. Ugh. Hmm. I think that they have they have a couple of players on the offensive line that, that I think that can that slide can over. definitely develop the way that you've seen them over the last couple of years. Alex Bars, Mustafer, you look at Tevin Jenkins, you know, you know, P- Jason Peters is gone. Um, you know, they have players on the James Daniels. A lot of people are saying get rid of him. I'm like, why? He's been he's, he's been, been solid. And that's the thing is that people are like, get rid of the whole offensive line. The offensive no, line it's has not- actually been pretty good. Look at the running game. It's been yeah, decent. Yes. I mean, you look at Khalil Herbert, you look at Montgomery. I think one of the missing pieces that we have no idea what's going to happen with is Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Well, the thing is that he didn't play at all this season. So I don't know how that works. Uh, they might have to restructure his contract. I think if there's three guys that you're going to keep on, I, I, I would say that their their running backs have been very impressed with this mm-hmm. season. You Herbert Montgomery, Herbert, and Damian Williams, who right. they brought over from uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Those three guys, I don't think you necessarily need Cohen. I'm I, I'm sad to say it, but you don't. No, need you him. don't. He's a gadget player. You don't need him. If you have these three guys, you have Montgomery, who was what three years into his his career. Khalil Herbert is a rookie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Williams has been around for a while, but he's a guy that you can plug in and get, and, and is really good at catching the ball. Right. You need those type of players in the NFL today. So I think that those those right there, I think your running backs room is safe. I think Mooney and Komet definitely have a positive. Mooney, I mean, I think, you know, like, I, like I said again, you need a big, tall, strong guy to go with him, and they have not been able to find that guy. You need a number one. Let's be honest. We need, need a, a number, number one. one. You need a number one, and, and I think when you look at the Chicago Bears, you need someone like Debo Samuel, who is a strong guy who you can actually run the ball with if you need to, mm-hmm. or just on a, on, a, on a, any type of gadget player, stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying do Matt Nagy like he did in 17, where he sat there and ran it every damn play, but I mean, I just, I'm very confused about what happened with Matt Nagy, because you look at that first year, and he was so clever with some of these plays, and then he just abandoned all of them. Uh, the water boy, that's what happened. He abandoned Someone took his little All playbook. That shit. I don't understand what happened. Someone took his playbook. That's what that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. But I mean, he, 
Who took his playbook? I don't understand what the fuck happened. Uh, was it the LSU? Bobby uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boucher, not a little bit too. Yeah, that- water sucks. It really, really sucks. All right, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of money out there. That's again, Tariq Cohen's going to make five million next year. Five five million six hundred fifty thousand. You have Eddie Goldman making eight million. Cody Whitehair making nine, almost ten million. Eddie Jackson thirteen million. Robert Quinn thirteen point nine. Uh, Robert Quinn has the, has the opt out this year though. Quinn is very is a very exciting player, but it, that's a lot of money. This is what I say about that is that if I were the Bears, I wouldn't even. I, I'd be like, Rob, thank you so much for a very exciting season. I'm glad that you were able to break the record. Go make your money somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Not because we don't love you, not because we wouldn't love to have you on the team. Can't afford you. Not even that. I respect you too much to let you sit here in this garbage. Then go you, go play for a better team. Then you got to trade Mac. Then right? I mean, you are never gonna get the value out of Mac. You can get some value out of him. But the thing is, is that Quinn doesn't have. He's not under contract. No, Quinn. Qu- that's that's the Quinn difference. Has, it looks like Quinn has the opt out or something like that. Quinn, Quinn had a two year deal here. Uh, let's see. So I mean, like, I think he has an opt in. I don't know. But, I, yeah, it says potential opt out twenty twenty two two year thirty million, and then it's uh, twelve million in, in dead cap space. Also, if they pick up their option, whatever. So it looks like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, give them a, give them a chance at, at playing for a good team because yeah. they're not going to be good next year. No, not at all. No, yeah, because you know? he would have to make thirteen million next year. That's that's way too much. Plus I, his signing bonus. I think the one hope for Bears fans is that hopefully, when Justin Fields finally really kind of develops in the NFL, it, it will coincide with Aaron Rodgers being on his way out, and he might be on his way out this year. Well, I mean, we'll see. But what I'm saying, even if he's out of Green Bay, he might go somewhere else because I've seen uh, uh, reports or at least I've seen memes, mm-hmm. which, you know, mean everything in the world, <sighs> of him in a fucking Pittsburgh Steelers uniform. Don't cream your pants. No, fuck that. <laughs> Can you get, uh, how would you feel? You'd be torn. I wouldn't want, I, I'm not rooting for Rodgers. But it's your second team. Oh, well. I'm, I'm sorry. So you're going to root for a win and not root for his. No, I just won't. I, I just won't pay attention to him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's what it is. What it is. it's not my. It's it's not like the Bears, where it's like my. You know, the Bears yeah. are like one of my children. You know what I mean? Like, while well, I love you unconditionally, unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the Steelers. I like watching the Steelers. I respect their franchise. I, I respect the fact that they very much remind me of that blue collar team that we we thought of the Bears being all these years, which. You know they haven't been <laughs> because you can't be mm. if you can't beat anyone. How can you be black and blue? But that's no. you know. But yeah, I mean if Rogers fuck that team, like I, you know, I, I just I can't just the way his arrogance. You know, we, we saw the whole thing with uh, with Hub this last week. Oh God, where, where he was like, I will never. He's a jerk, and and you know, Rogers like I don't know that guy. He's a jerk. Fuck him. <laughs> like okay. After he pulls out his toenails and shit at the fucking uh, press conference. Yeah, I mean like it's just. I don't know, man. I, I look at the. I'm, I'm just very worried about the state of the Chicago Bears. I'm very worried that there's they're at least five years away from anything. And yeah. it's, it's it's the Chicago cycle, man. When the Bulls are good, the Bears are bad. The same thing, uh, you know. It's like 2005 or 2012 again or something like that. When you know, it's just a recycling. Of, the Bulls haven't been good in what ten years. Yeah. So it's just a recycling of, of, of who's going to be good at what point. None of these teams, all these teams can't be good at the same time. No, that's not, that's just Chicago way. I mean, yeah. you can only get excited about one team. And hopefully, <laughs> hey, it was the Blackhawks and then it was the Cubs. Yeah. 
Hopefully, for your sake, the the, 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 the White Bull, Sox, the Bulls and White Sox can be good at the same time. Yeah, that's the scary thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and if you look at all the players that are going to be a free agent coming up next year, I mean, you there is quite a few. Um, when you, you take a look at the fact that, like I said, Allen Robinson is going to be a free agent. Chris Godwin, mm-hmm. Chris Godwin mm-hmm. from the Tampa Bay Bucks with that busted knee. Devontae Adams, you know he where he's going. You know he's going back. Um, but it also depends on where, where Rogers goes, goes right. right? So I mean, there is a lot of players out here. Uh, Will Fuller, who was you know from Notre Dame, uh, but he hasn't really been doing much out there. Um, Jamison Crowder, when you look at wide receivers, um, T. Y. Hilton is an interesting name. Juju mm-hmm. Schuster is an interesting name. He's a knucklehead though. He's a knucklehead. AJ Green, older guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not a ton. Mike Williams from the from the uh, Chargers is out there. Um, there's there's not not a ton a ton of guys in this free agent class. There are some very good players who I think are going to end up back with their same team. So that is the the biggest issue. And you look at even a guy. You look at the top of the list. Allen Robinson. Bye. Sorry. Seventeen million dollars. No way. Okay. Uh, Devonte Adams is fourteen million. So there's a lot of players that are going to be out there, but I mean, I don't think the Bears really should try to go after some of these high-profile guys because they don't even have the money to do so in the first place. They don't have the money. They don't have the the space, especially uh, with with draft picks. I mean, it's it's really just a shit show. So I expect the Blackhawks and the Bears to be a total shit show for the next three to four years. I think the biggest shame of it all. Is that when the Bears drafted Justin Fields, somehow Bears fans thought this was like some magical, oh no, magical solution to everything. Oh my gosh, I was you know, oh, oh look at this, and they they finally you know drafted a black quarterback and they did this and it's the same, it's the same old shit. So, uh, look, uh, I'm a no on Harbaugh. I have no idea what's going to happen next season, but uh, I'm I'm just hoping that at the very least they put pieces in place where we can see the forest through the trees and see that we're going to come to a conclusion that's going to bring us success in the future. Yeah, we definitely still need to start with a good GM and after that get a good coaching uh, uh, candidates. Candidates, Yes, interview the candidates. Don't just be like, oh, there's one guy I know. Yeah, he works over there by the expressway. It, no. It really depends on what happens with Ted Phillips first. If, if Ted Phillips is gone and they put Ryan Pace in that role, I'm not... I'm I wouldn't not be mad. Huh? No. I, I, no, I wouldn't be mad at it because, like I said, he he is a good evaluator of talent. But I think that I think it's time to clean house completely. Mm-hmm. I think, it's, it's, I think t- it's just time. You got to do a bulls. Start from scratch. Yeah, do the bulls. All right, fans. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 
All right, man, what do you got for us this week? All right, so this week's Stirring the Pot is directly from the Waddle and Sylvie show. Thanks for the inspiration, fellas. Uh, this is today's question. Okay. You're a sports fan. You just went to the Hawks game. Mm-hmm. I went to the Bulls game last week. Would you go to a game by yourself? All right, so... I was at of the school of no for such a long time, but I went to Frank Thomas's retirement ceremony and the game by myself because no one wanted to buy an expensive ticket to sit next to me because I wanted to sit first row in one of the closest sections to the dugout. So, um, yes, I will go to a sporting game, a sporting event by myself. You? You are such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> That's like going to the movies by yourself. It's not. It's not because the you want to know what the difference is? When you go to a game, you watch the game, but then you also turn to your partner and say, hey, that was a good play. Yeah, and you make hey, new friends. Hey, you should have done that. You're at the game by yourself. And, uh, you know, Chicagoans are assholes, man. I'm not trying to talk to some rando because they're just me. If there's a I'm good not, play, you're high-fiving everybody in the roads in front of you yeah. and behind you anyways. And, and, and then when you when there's a bad play, who are you going to fucking yell at? They're yeah. Like, hey, who, are you, who are you yelling at? <laughs> we just talked about I'm, me at the at the no. Blackhawks game and, and no. the wife no. was like, oh, what are who? You guys know each other? No. No. We, we, no. Doesn't no. matter. You make good friends no, no matter what. If you don't have friends and you get to stay your ass home. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> I'll go you, make new friends. Let me, let me tell you what this is. Why do you think my homie Chris always calls me up? It's because I'm the, I'm the eleventh option of people <laughs> who didn't want to go to the game. And wow. he's like, he's like, I want to go to the game tonight, so I know who to call. That's how it is. He, you know, I'm always whoever drops out on him, I know that he's gonna call me. That's how that works. So you're, and, you're the safety glass, safety glass. And thing. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because I get to go see a game. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm not look. So you've never gone to a no, sporting event by yourself. I, I wouldn't go to it. I mean, it's just weird. I mean, I've got here's the thing. I've gone to sporting events where, like, um, back in the day, my homie was a DJ for the Captain Morgan Club outside of Wrigley, so I'd uh-huh. show up there, hang out with him a bit. And he's like, Yeah, if you literally walk through that door right now, they'll just like, like you just would like you already had a ticket because they figured if you're right, in there, if you already got the one, yeah. So I used to go in there all the time and, and I was roam around and like just kind of not to sit there in a seat and watch the game. If I'm gonna do that, I'll just do that at home. And I'll watch it on two TVs and I'll watch it with the extra angles and shit like that. And I'll drink all the fucking I'll spend $16.99 on a case of beer and that's $16.99 on one beer. That's the difference. You're a loser. No, you You're not, a loser. I'll lo- I'm a loser because I don't want to go I want to go hang out at a game by myself. You're not that's gonna be by yourself. Weird. There's fans there. That's weird. Make new friends, it's dude. Weird. You're such an introvert. It's fuck that. That's <laughs> bullshit. You know it. It's that's weird. what I'm saying. You're not I an need introvert. So else to discuss it with. You know how you know how much of a hard time I have because people will get on Facebook and they'll they'll act like they know or any they want to talk about sports and when you start really talking to them about, it, they're like, uh, no. And I'm like, what? They're like, football's around. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's their whole discussion. It's terrible. You know when I when I promote the show and when I tag people that, that when I make the flyer and we put it out there on Tuesday morning and I tag people, I tag people who I know like to talk about sports and who might enjoy listening to the show because they'll make a comment and be like no you're right this guy sucks and no that guy's great what are you talking about that's the kind of people that I want to engage with mm-hmm. those are the people that I want to hang out at the game with I don't want to hang out with Joe Blow Knucklehead from fucking Berwyn who's going to sit there and talk shit but if his name is Joe Blow fucking, yeah. you may not want to hang out with you're him anyways Joe Blow I mean, <laughs> shit, how much um, but anyway like uh, 
But yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk to some fucking. Bob Saget said twelve dollars. <laughs> because here's the thing: is that you know, look at how many times you have people that want to fight in the stands or take things the wrong way. Or did you look at what are you looking at when they, especially sports fans, when their team is not doing well, they get upset. You know what I mean? Like it's. Just, I do know what you mean. I it's mean, a lot I, of, it's not. Nah. It's it is a lot. I, I, I need. I need. I need someone with me in case some shit goes down. I'm telling you right now, and we've I've had that discussion. I've yeah, had that issue uh, issue when we were at the fucking uh, uh, rooftops before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, drink all you want, thirty five dollars or whatever it used to be. That, see, that's what it see is. The thing, oh, I've also gone by myself to a Sox game. I mean, I had uh, I was dating someone at the time. And I was I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday tickets, and she was already you know you know White Sox out. And, Man, just, and I was like, well, I'm not I'm, I'm not letting the ticket go up to the waist because no one wanted to go. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the game by myself. I'll be back later. So you know what you should have done? It's called my ass. <laughs> you know, True story. That's, that, that's facts right there. If you call me up and there's, I don't have anything else going on, like nothing like crazy or important. I'm like, yeah, man, let's go fucking hang out. Like, you you know, I, I feel like sometimes people that, that have tickets that go, they take it, they take for granted that they go all the time. People are like, well, I, I I would never support the Bears when they're this bad. I'm like, fuck that. That might be the only, them the only tickets, time you get to the go. The only opportunity. Yeah. I'll go get to see the place where my favorite team plays. Yeah. Don't take that shit for granted. No. People do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to a couple Bears games. Uh, well, I used to work uh, for Sanchez and Rivera, and Rivera being Ron Rivera. Um, so I was able to sit in the Cadillac Club and all that stuff. But I've also sat up in the upper, upper seats. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, do you want to go to the game? I'm like, yeah, well, it is. It's October. Yeah. yeah. But don't ask me for a January game. Well, I, I, I went to a, I went to Calvin Johnson's nuts. last game. Oh, well, that's because, different. Because Mike Logic hit me up, and I was like his eighth choice because he was going on with someone else that had yeah. tickets. And he, you know, I mean, so and but came down to me, and that was the last Bears game I went to. It was years ago already, and I had a blast. And it was cold as shit, and it was yeah. But I mean, it was whatever. I was like, yeah, I'll go to a Bears game. I wanted to go earlier this season, and I think my my cousin had a couple of tickets, and, and I'm like, how much? And she's like, yeah, this one's only three eighty. I was like, that yeah. is three hundred eighty dollars that my daughters are going to eat and food and diapers and all that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no way he's paying three eighty bucks. No. no. No, no, you know, and it doesn't matter who the team is. I'm no, it doesn't. Just, it really it's doesn't. Just to me, because to me, that's like well, we should go to a Blackhawks game now. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. So the tickets I bought, um, I paid sixty bucks a piece, and I bought them a week in advance. Oh, yeah. a week like ten days in advance. Yeah. So uh, the bartender uh, at at, at a Damon, she's like. Oh, you went to the game too? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, where'd you guys sit? She's like, oh, we were fourth row behind the glass. I'm like, oh, no, good shit. That's good seats. How much did you pay for? Sixty three dollars a ticket. I was like, yeah. you fucking horror. <laughs> I was like, that's a little extreme, but okay. I was just pissed because I'm like, I spent. Was she sitting next to Joe Blow? Apparently, <laughs> no, she was serving Joe Blow. Hey, oh, wow. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. All right, all right. So now that we're done with that, uh, I got a question for you, sir. Yes, sir. What you been looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? <laughs> it ain't Joe Blow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I am done with Billions. That's uh, five seasons, 12 uh, episodes. Each one has been Ooh. really good. 60. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. There you go, math. <laughs> Just like I posted science uh, earlier today. Um, uh, I mean, five seasons of a break. I mean, I had time. Also finished Cobra Kai, which was really good. I mean, obviously, we talked about it. Yeah. It's It's corny. Yeah, but it's good. Spoiler alert. Yes, sir. Five, four. Okay. Um, What did you think of the ending, man? 
I like the ending, dude. So like fucking, That's, it opens I, up for everything. I thought for sure, Crease. I thought the the new guy that they, or the guy they brought in, Crease's uh, protege or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure, I'm waiting for him to get locked up. I'm just waiting, and all of a sudden they bring fucking Crease and put him in the cuffs. So I was like, holy yep. shit! Yeah, that th- that threw me off right away. So he's gonna bring his protege for next Ooh. season. Uh, I was just opens up. A bunch of stories, and you still got the Hillary Swank story, yes, yes, which is yes, also yes. going to be like you, you can keep writing this stuff. I, and I like I, the way I, they put in the 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 African American kid being yes. the one that's being yes. bullied, yes, and it's by Russell's you know Russell's sit, uh, son. He got dude like you some to watch him like be so grown compared to when we first saw it's a different fat, actor too. Yeah, no, it's the same kid. It's the same kid. He's just a little fat guy before, and now he's like thirteen or fourteen versus like you know being a little fat ten year old. It's a big difference. Is it the same actor? Yeah, I'm pretty wow. sure it's the same kid. Yeah, I mean, but it's it, it was it was definitely uh, interesting. Again, it's the same corny shit. I mean, yeah. we know that, but I mean, like, I'd much rather watch Hillary Swank do uh, Swank do karate than than uh, uh, old ass Daniel son because he looks so frail. I'm like, he does these karate moves, and I was like, what? What? How, your body doesn't work that way. Why are your shoulders trying to touch each other? It looks like his shoulders are trying to give a high five in front of his. <laughs> They're body. trying to fold like an airplane. Like what the hell? Like is a going paper on airplane. Yeah. But I will tell you. I'll tell you what though. The the tournament, the karate tournament, that was that great. Was actually great. That that was the two, two girl fights. Yes, yes. Those are actually pretty fucking good. So I, I'll give it to him on that. But I mean, like overall, it, it feels for. I'm sure this season had the same amount of uh, episodes. episodes yeah. This season felt really, really fast. It did feel real fast. Right? It's like they got to the tournament really fast. Yeah. Well, before it was like a season and a half before they got to a tournament. Well, yeah, and it well, was establishing also, characters and all that. I get but it. But I mean, you had so the uh, uh, was it um, not Cobra Kai Eagle Fang picked up that girl right? Mm-hmm. They picked up the the smart girl, <laughs> and and she was like. I've been training for six weeks already. I'm like that was see, we missed a whole six weeks. Like you went from when he first found her in the gym or in the bait club, yeah. and then they were at, uh, at the tournament in the blink of an eye. Right. And then the other athlete, athletic girl went to Cobra Kai, and she's a killer. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? How did that happen so fast? Yeah, they they kind of rushed that season, but it is what it is. It was great all overall. I mean, there's something that uh, if you haven't watched it. Start from the beginning. It was a YouTube series that got ended up, ended up being picked up by Netflix, and Netflix has been doing great with it. Um, I also finished uh, the season finale of Yellowstone. Okay. So uh, th- there's a lot of stories that, that closed, but a lot of stories that are left open. Um, uh, it wasn't, I, I, I don't want to say we left you on a cliffhanger, but it left a lot of stories open for the next next season that's coming up. Gotcha. Um, if you, I know you haven't caught up on it, but no. yeah, season uh, I think it's four, which is the newest one, episode one, it's gonna blow your fucking mind. Okay, a lot of great action. I, it's, it, yeah. it, it might be a show that I watch once or twice and then forget it exists. Eh, That's what probably, I do. probably. I still never. I, let me. Yo, I, you went for the movie. I still never went back. Yeah. and finished Boardwalk. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. One thing I am excited for for tonight, today, Sunday, that is the Righteous Gemstones. That's right. La Flama Blanca is black. Oh, oh wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> wrong show. Yeah, the Righteous Gemstones. If you haven't watched it, it's a very it's a satire of uh, what's his name? That piece of crap that we oh, know. Oh, Joe Austin. That guy. Um, yeah. So. I'm excited. That's, that's Danny McBride, right? Yeah, Danny McBride. See, that's when you were talking about Succession. I thought that's the show you were talking about, but I, I, oh, no. I love Danny McBride, so I definitely have to actually like that's been on my list, but I haven't actually got to it. So yeah. that's that's what it's a really funny show. It's just it's stupid funny, and Danny McBride is just hilarious. He is. I mean, it's it's wild. Yeah, uh, yeah. So before I go back to work, that's pretty much what I'll be watching tonight. What are you watching, E? Man, I'm watching a lot of stuff. Um, first off, I. Uh, with the with the release of our brand new uh, Rush 
pinball game uh, I was kind of just cruising through Netflix I wasn't feeling too good on Friday so I stayed home and I watched I love you man I watched I rewatched oh, it and, and it's featuring Rush and it yeah. made me think of that that movie and it's just again to kind of it's one of those movies where, where if I watch it once every like once a year or once every other year I'm yeah. like man I, I, I remembered how much how much I like that movie and why I like that movie um so thinking of that, uh, with you know, like I said, that one has uh, Jason Siegel and Paul Rudd. It made me want to watch The Shrink Next Door with Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. Finally. So I'm going. Well, I started watching it, and I went back. What do you and, think? Like I said, I, I, I'm not done with it, but I, but I watched the first two, well, couple episodes a while ago, and then I watched like maybe two or three more episodes, okay. and I see kind of it developing and where it's going, yeah, and it's, I'm just like, yeah. Ah. So yeah, and that. Made me want to watch uh, the show Sex Education on Netflix. Now I don't know if you've seen this yet, but it's um, what's what's her name? You've already got two kids, bro. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so it's it's set <laughs> too late now. Set in England, and it's about a, a kid whose mother is a sex therapist. Okay. Um, and she is played by um, uh, X Files. Um, what is her name? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jillian Anderson is her name. Gotcha. So yeah, so the mom is played by Jillian Anderson, and she plays a sex therapist. And because of that, um, the kid starts to give it because he knows all this stuff from his mom. He's very well versed in like feelings about sex and things like that. So he starts to give advice to some of the kids at his school, and it goes goes on and on. And he kind of becomes the sex counselor for the kids at the high school. Nice. So it it, it is an interesting show. There's a lot of uh, wild uh, shit that goes out in there. So um, yeah, but I mean that one I saw it pop up on Netflix a while ago. Because I watched the first couple seasons and the whole therapy thing with with uh, the shrink next door made me think about therapy. So you know how everything correlates there. So go yeah. ahead. No, I was gonna say the shrink next story. You know, it's a true story, right? I heard that it was based it, on something. It is. It's based on a true story. So uh, it, it's just think about it as 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 a weed just wraps it wraps wraps itself around another plant. That's what. That's how I'm gonna give you. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, the other thing that I watched this week was the end of the show Maniac. Um, so this is a show from 2018. It has Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. Okay. And basically, um, I feel like it kind of went under the radar. It also has Sally Field in this show. What? There's a lot of characters in this show. Um, and this is, a v uh, it's kind of a, it's very dark. Um, it is this almost utopian thing where it, it really delves into uh therapy and um dreams and your perception of things and it's basically like someone built a computer to help you with your um your mental issues and that you take a pill and you do this experiment and you live a different reality wow to help you recover from these these things that are are causing you issues so you go through stage a stage b stage c and uh you don't you don't understand what's going on half the time you don't understand what's coming and and it's just wild and it is so well acted and one of the reasons i really wanted to bring this up was the fact that someone really was was arguing with me this week about uh jonah hill's character and don't look up and they're like i'm tired of him being the same guy all the time if yeah and I'm like, watch Moneyball. There's a few different shows that you could, because where he, Jonah Hill, you see him, he's like kind of this sarcastic, know-it-all type of guy. Mm -hmm, you know, like, yeah. Kind of someone who I model myself after, but. So no. I, no, not at all. But yeah, I mean, um, I'm like, he's actually a pretty good actor. You yes. just have to find the roles where he's a good actor. So Smoke crack with me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so he reunited with his, uh, his super bad uh 
co-star and uh yeah maniac it is w- only one season it is on netflix so check that out man it yeah. was, that i'll was put it on the queue man yeah man we still got one show we have not watched yeah uh, when are you watching it baba uh, fett this i'll probably start this week now there are a couple of episodes in yeah i feel the same i feel the same way I, like i feel with the star wars shows it's like you can't just watch one hour you need about two to three and they're like okay i can wait now yeah do another couple hours yeah those those star wars shows are so well detailed and so well yes. done production wise that even if you do watch it once you've got to go back and watch it again yeah and again i think i watched mandalorian a couple times yeah i watched it like three times yeah because there's so many details that Especially because I'm not a Star Wars nor- nerd as you are. Yeah. That I have and to watch. I'm, I'm, and I'm not even like. Yeah. You, you, you talk to like Gigantor. He's probably way versed. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. more versed in the actual. Like, yeah. He's probably lived in one of those planets at this point. <laughs> I mean, Gigantor knows all what's going on. Right. In, in whatever galaxy they're in. But what I'm saying is that uh, uh, the details uh, that I sometimes I watch it and then I watch it again with subtitles. Yeah. And then I watch it the third time without the subtitles. And I'm looking at background. I'm looking at yeah. people's uh, reactions and people are looking at all these different things. So you can pick up these. Uh, uh, what do they call them? The, uh, the little nuances. Yeah, little nuances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that the what Easter eggs. And Easter eggs is what I'm. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Also, so, start watching Loki, man. Yeah, I gotta watch Loki. You yeah, already seen yeah. Spider Man, so you gotta watch Loki now. Lo- yeah, I I forgot that was even on, man. It it's was, one of the best shows on there. Because I want to say I so I I watched WandaVision. Yes, it was good. I, I watched the Winter Soldier one. That was okay. Was Falcon and Winter Soldier, okay. which which prog- definitely progressed. Yes. the timeline and and filled in. It, it basically that was something that they definitely could have done in a show that they did not need to do in a movie. They didn't they didn't need to waste time of a movie to explain all that shit. Right. So they did it there. Which yes, is perfect. The, it, it, WandaVision, WandaVision did the same thing, but it was so extreme because you didn't know that much about her character. Everyone knows who Captain America is right. and Iron Man and Spider-Man, but these are the other shows, the subsidiary shows that bring in all the- Good for her. Yeah, man. Uh, even though I didn't say it right. But- uh, I know. But- <laughs> Don't ask me to spell it though. Uh, but but it brought in like these other. It filled in the gaps for when you the next big movie comes out. So I mean that's that's what those shows do. And Loki is definitely one that I need to go. Loki back and watch. is the, is is the bridge that gets you to uh, your Spider Man, and then now your uh, uh, um, Doctor Strange, which is Doctor coming Strange, out in yeah. a month or two. So Loki really explains how all this stuff is happening that's happened in Spider Man. So please watch that because that is going to be crucial for the next uh, movie, which is the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, I definitely got to watch Loki. Is there any is there any other uh, shows that you got on the horizon coming up that you're thinking about? Um, on the sh- no, to be honest with you, uh, this is us. Yeah. It's coming back. I think it might come back this week. I haven't. I haven't checked my uh, Hulu yet. My DVR on the Hulu. Um, obviously, the Chicago shows. I know you don't. You're not a big yeah. fan of, but I've been watching since in the inception. So I, I you know, I got to go through you it. You watch all the, like the local network. You watch a. Lo- you watch all the NBC shows. Uh, those are all NBC. Those shows. are all NBC yeah. shows right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that there's not. I don't think there's one like network TV show that's on right now that I actually like look forward to every week aside from. You know my SNL. That's just, that's it, and that's not even a. That's it's not even. It's on hiatus right now. No, but I'm saying like that's that's a right re- like a recorded yes. network like sitcom or or TV show. I don't watch any of those anymore, and they used to really? watch them all the time. Yeah, it's it's. Well, I mean, you know, we grew up poor, so <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. yeah. It's, still, well, I mean, it's kind of a habit. There's so much streaming stuff. Like, it is. I, I would say I probably watch more Netflix shows than anything else. You do. There's a couple of net. I watch Netflix and Apple. Um, because there's a couple of shows that pop up on there. There was another show about uh, Emily Dickinson or that, or whoever it was that I watched a little bit, and I kind of got bored of that. That Schmigadoon uh, show, yeah. Ted Lasso, 
And but I forget about like Amazon Prime. I still haven't finished watching The Boys. There's I think what's what? This, yeah, I, I oh haven't my finished God. watching The Boys. And I think isn't the one character from from The Boys going to be on an eight, on a, his own show on HBO? The John Cena character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. Well, that one starts pretty soon too. In two weeks, the John uh, Peacemaker. There it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, I'm I'm backed up on on shows that I got to watch. But uh, but now here's the thing. Now with football season almost over. Yeah. So there's not going to be games on every night of the week. I'll watch Bulls basketball on one TV and I can watch, uh, you know, pick up on those other shows on the, on the other TV. All right. So there's, one, there's no baseball right now. Yeah, no baseball. Yeah. That's, that's my life right there. But there's a movie that just came out. It's called The Tender Bar. Uh, okay. And I that, and let me pull that up for you. All right. It's got a cast of Ben Affleck um, and Christopher Lloyd. There's a bunch of other actors this in there. This sounds familiar. Um, and it's, I think it's directed by, uh, who's the director in this? This is. Oh, there's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, George Clooney. George Clooney uh, uh, oh. is directing it. So uh, this is a, a boy growing up in Long Island, six out of father, six of father figures among the patrons at his uncle's yes, bar. Yes, yes, yes. So it's, it's an Amazon movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is that now you bring up uh, Ben Affleck is I just watched The Town again. Oh, oh that's, Town again. Yeah, that's a great fucking movie it, to watch. It is, and it's so like it's so Ben. It's like Ben Affleck at um, home. It's like it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Ben Affleck. Uh, uh, what's a Goodwill Hunting mixed with Shawshank Redemption. That's exactly what it is. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And I forgot that he gets away at the end. Yeah. I forgot. I completely oh, that, forgot. That's such a good movie. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, man. That's, so that's that's what I've been watching. So I, I, there's a couple of things that we'll have to look for this week. And uh, yeah, man. Are you ready to get out of here? Let's get out of here, brother. I'm ready. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirt. It's right now. Right now. Don't forget to check out our friends over at acsi.tech and check out the career sections to start an exciting new career in the communication industry. Go to acsi.tech. That's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today. Get your 2022 started off right. Shout out to our friends at the Some of This and Some of That podcast with Coach Mo and Justice. Check them out on your favorite streaming service. And don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio podcast, now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out right now. And do not sleep. Mike Logic's new album, as I was saying, is now available. Check out MikeLogic.Bandcamp.com to get your copy now. M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K.Bandcamp.com. The brand new music video for his new single, So Low, is now available to watch on YouTube. Logic with K is back. M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K.Bandcamp.com. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we play on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear and don't forget to check out prodbyserious.com prodbyserious.com for serious beats and also beats by custom.com 
check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and don't forget to hit us up on the DMs with your stirring the pot ideas, movie recommendations, and your overall uh, enjoyment of the show because we know you love it, don't you? That's right. We want to hear from you guys. You can also reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. Before we get out of here, we'd like to pay tribute to yet another legend who passed away this week. Sidney Poitier, the groundbreaking actor and enduring inspiration who transformed how black people were portrayed on screen and became the first black actor to win an Academy Award for Best Lead Performance and the first to be a top box office draw, has passed away at the age of 94. Portier, winner of the Best Oscar Actor Oscar in 1964 for Lilies of the Field, died Thursday at his home in Los Angeles, according to Latre Reming, the Director of Communications for the Prime Minister of the Bahamas, he, because he was from the Bahamas. Yes. His close friend and great contemporary Harry Belafonte issued a statement Friday remembering their extraordinary times together. For over 80 years, Sidney and I laughed, cried, and made as much mischief as we could, he wrote. He was truly my brother and partner in trying to make this world a little better. He certainly made mine a whole lot better. Now, if you don't know about Sidney Poitier, we're talking about like a guy who it, it was so controversial at the time. If I'm not mistaken, he was uh, an integral part of the um, the government putting together the rating system for movies because you couldn't have a black uh, a black person and a white person the same or a black man yeah. and a white woman kissing in a scene or even suggesting that they were together that was banned for a long time yeah. he was there with it so if you don't know who he is think jackie robinson of, of uh, film and cinema that's exactly who this man is and uh I, I will say that when it comes to a, a figure like this, I'm glad that he, he led a long and rich life and he never experienced any of the, the violence that took away some of the, the, the his, his contemporaries in similar fields. Yeah, it's, it's really sad to hear about this, um, especially, like you said, he's a trailblazer. Yes. And, and for have such a, a long and, and, and uh, beautiful life, um, it, it just shows the testament that he one he was one loved by a lot all of his co um, yes. co actors and all that stuff. But it, it's it's a shame we're losing. Uh, I know I know that they're old and they've lived a full life, but we're losing some some uh, some cornerstones of our childhood, man. Yeah, and I mean you know we're we're kind of the second wave of. of recognizing these these guys because we were kids when they w were already kind of past that point yeah our parents would have seen these these trailblazers you know like jackie robinson muhammad ali uh um uh, martin luther king malcolm x these these roberto clemente yeah. Robert, yeah all of these guys we were we're the we're the second generation of observing what they've done for us even though we didn't get a chance to see it and i think that is important because when you're looking at I, just today there was a, a, a article about a female uh, coach or oh, the first female pitcher in Australia to pitch in a, in a game oh, wow. and someone was like well you know the, the, the media is dividing us by by showing the differences between of people and this and that and I'm trying to explain to him and I'm trying to explain to everyone listening it matters until it doesn't matter mm -hmm. we're talking about well, I just want the best person for the job okay well when you have proper res representation that everyone who is out there can see that there is someone just like me that can do this then I can do it too mm -hmm. I am a I am a softball coach I see female baseball and softball players all the time right but 
what happens is they get to a certain age and the boys start to get bigger and they baseball players a lot of times have to switch to softball so that they can meet up with their competition because they can't hang with the boys anymore right it matters to see yourself represented that's why it matters it sure does and and to that point i mean uh i can't remember the girl's name uh she was in a pitcher middle league pitcher pitcher uh monique uh oh yeah 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 yeah, from the the little league right Mm -hmm. right so she's good at she's good at multiple sports but her yes. ceiling, because yeah. she played Little League Baseball, she's going to go into girls. She's into in, in girls softball. Right. And that's her ceiling. You're right. She can't go into the MLB. No. No. Mo, you're talking about Mo, Moni or, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. But, yeah, I mean, but, but that's the thing is that. If she's the best person on the field. Right. If she's the best player for the job, then yes. Yes. But at the same time, you know, it is important to recognize when you're at a point where you do have to switch over if you want to remain competitive and, and do that sport competitively. But at the same time, it, it does matter when the first gay player, when the first black player, when's the first Latin player, when's the first Asian player of anything. Why is it why is it important that we mention Sidney Poitier for what he meant to the black community, being one of the first black actors to get recognized as being a such actor, such a big actor and having such a big box office draw? Because it matters until it doesn't matter. Right. Look 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 at look at your TV now. There's all, I'm saying there's yeah. all types yeah. of colors, shades, creeds, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Perry is nobody without Sidney Poitier. Is that true? I'm just saying. You got to have oh, a black okay. actor. Okay. You okay. have someone to trail the blaze or uh, blaze okay. the trail. Okay. Or what I mean. I th- okay. You, you, you thought it was something I, else. No, no, I, no. I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm just saying I that. I was like, did Sidney Poitier ever be in a Tyler <laughs> Perry movie? Like, that's fucked up. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of fucked up. But yeah, with, there, there, without without Sidney Poitier, there would be right. no Tyler Perry. Okay. Right. That's what I, I mean It took that. me a second to connect those. <laughs> out. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second there. I think we're talking about a different class of person. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, let's get a little bit more serious. Um, as we're recording, we also just got news. That Bob Saget, uh, Danny Tanner, oh my God. yeah, has passed away. This is per TMZ. He was 65. Multiple sources connected to the iconic comedian and actor, most famous for starting has his role as Danny Tanner in Full House. Tell us he passed away Sunday at the Ritz Carlton in Orlando. The sheriff's department and fire department responded to the hotel around 4 p.m. Eastern time after the hotel security had found Bob in his room. We're told he was pronounced dead on the scene, but the circumstances uh, of his death are still unclear. So, yeah, I mean, he was still touring. He, wow. toured, I think he toured in like Jacksonville right before then. And uh, he was he was on social media talking about his 2022 tour. We, do, we don't know what was going on with him. We can't speculate. But one, right. one thing I will say is that I think for our entire childhood, we only know him as like this corny ass Danny Tanner, and, Full House, blah, blah, and blah. And he was the, uh, the host of America's Funniest Videos right. for about six, seven years. Right. So, I mean, like just this goofy, like wholesome, corny guy. And then yeah. you actually heard his comedy. Oh, yeah. I oh, never heard his comedy till I was in a dope and i was like i looked up on youtube like oh let me see what's going on what's this full house stuff and then you can see videos of his his stand-up and i'm like who is this guy one of my favorites raunchy as fuck exactly and and one of my favorites when i remember i had the whole episodes when i said he sucks dick for quarters several times well that part i I know that's a line in a movie but part of that comes from when in half baked when dave Chappelle goes to uh aa or or na for weed narcotics and Mm. weed and he's like i'm addicted to weed he goes are you addicted to weed boo this man and then bob Saget gets up and he goes I've sucked dick for coke. You ever suck dick for weed? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, SAG, if you've, and then the the Showtime special, we talked about it a while ago uh, on the um, the comedy store. Yeah. Uh, he's a huge part in that, in that, yes. in that, because he used to be at the comedy store. And I didn't know that he, he pretty much grew up as a comic with all yeah. these guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got to remember at that time, you, you look at uh, Tim Allen, Roseanne, Bill Cosby, all these all these stand-ups were getting their uh, Seinfelds in there. Uh, Ellen, you know, all these stand-up comics were getting, those were the ones that were headlining these shows at the time. So, I mean, he was just one of those those guys who were like, hey, I mean, you could fill this role. And I, I want to say there was another actor, actually, if you watch the pilot, there was another actor in that role. And then uh, I, I don't even know if it's like, uh, um. If you go and find the streaming, I don't know if it's counted or like official or whatever it is, but I, I'll tell you right now, and we can look it up later, but there is another actor who originally had that Danny Tanner role and had to take it down to be in a part of a movie. Oh, yeah. no yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, then, but nuggets. Then, yeah, but then you wouldn't have uh, John Stamos and, uh, you know, what's it, Uncle da- Joey. Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier, who famously broke Alanis Morissette's heart. <laughs> you didn't know that? That's so ironic. Yeah, that that whole that whole song. Oh no, is that is that the song or the other one where she's like, "Would she would she go down on you in a theater?" That's about him. Whoa! Yes, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, dude, that's all about him. And, and remember, Mister Woodchuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he probably brought those puppets <laughs> in with him. <laughs> I was like, hmm, sounds like a beaver. <laughs> Gonna eat my wood. <laughs> Alrighty then Uh, Let's go home Alright y'all for Big Z This is E-Rock We'll see you next week for episode 80 Until then Be good to each other For the love of sports Mr. Woodchuck Here's a guy who's very funny But he's lonely He needs acceptance Make him happy won't you Bob Saget how about it Alright Bobby here we are now Gosh, you're a wonderful audience. You really are. I'm not just kissing up. I'm really not. I swear. I'm, I'm slobbering all over you is what I'm doing because I need you to like me real bad because I have no act and I have no life and I have no future. I'm serious. My mom is Gumby, my dad is Pokey, and I'm Mr. Potato Head. So I talk real fast. If you have any drugs, take them now. I'm serious. I, I'm not funny, but I am quick. That's the problem I have with women, too. But it's good to be here. It really is. And you're, you're a great crowd. I'm not just kissing up again. It's the second time I've done it. I just want to take a jacuzzi with you and throw in a toaster. I'm not kidding. I've never been this happy. I just, but you're a great crowd, and I care about all of you individually. I just want to have sex with you right now. I'm serious, but I, but I can. I'm working right now. But I'm a happy guy, because I, I got married. Married my girlfriend of seven years. That's her age. I'm going to jail. No, I did. I really am in love. I told her tonight, I said, when I come home, I want to make love to you badly. And she said, at least you don't overestimate yourself. But I'm nuts over her. She's this tall. <laughs> it's my dad's joke. Just... I'm sorry you laughed at that. I've lost respect for you. I really have. Everybody needs friends, you know? I, did. I had it rough when I was a kid. Never got to go to camp. My mom thought I'd get embarrassed undressing in front of little boys. But I, I've changed, because I kind of like it now. <laughs> That's not true. I'm no senator. But... Thank you very much. I never got to sleep over my friends' houses. Anybody get to do that? You slept over my friends' houses? I never got to. I said, Mom, why not? She said, Bob, you have no friends and you have no life, and I'm not your mother, okay? <laughs> but I love my mom, and you can too for just $12. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was easy. Let that go. I'm sorry. Don't applaud that. You're scum, buddy. You really are. <laughs> I live in California now, which is nice, but I'm actually frightened to death of an earthquake. I'm, I'm really scared of it. Californians don't care. It's like, oh, look, the ground's opening up. There goes my house. There go my wife and kids. It's Miller time.
<laughs> I'm scared there's gonna be like a major quake and I'll be getting a vasectomy at the time. That's what I'm scared of, you know? It was a 7.3, but now it's a 4.1. <laughs> but I won't do that, damn it, because I want to have a kid. I really do. I'm, but I'm, right now I'm in no position to have a kid because I'm standing up and I'm alone. But I want to have a kid, but we've been trying to have a kid. Well, my wife's trying, I just lay there. But I won't breastfeed, damn it, I won't do it. Uh, men can breastfeed, did you know that? I read that. Okay, I made it up. <laughs> no, I read it. I wrote it down and then I read it. <laughs> I believe everything I read. Men can breastfeed, but you have to actually take cans of evaporated milk to your chest. You give the baby an opener, you know? <laughs> I remember when I was just a little baby, my mother was looking down and she said, Bob, you've had enough. And I said, don't act like you don't like it. You know, I was young, but I was a smart kid. But there, there's so much, there's so much bad stimulus out there for kids. I was in a toy store recently. There's this new doll out. It's half man, half woman. It's called, gee, I don't know. <laughs> You've been real nice. I had a good time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bob Saget, huh? All right. Very good, very good, Bob. Very good, baby. <laughs> I tell you, it pays to be good. It don't pay much, but it pays. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over. <laughs>